Hello and welcome to the Moviecation Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Fletcher. I am here to punish Joe for his transgressions. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. I've been planning that for a while. He was like, you already did it. I was like, just go ahead, keep doing it. I don't give a shit. It was supposed to be done for the Simpsons episode, but you had to go and back out like a little bitch. Oh, unfortunately. We did. We did. You, I don't know where the hell you were. He knew the episode was going to be trash, so he's like, let me find something else to do. <laughs> Shocker, that was our best episode yet. No thanks to you, Joe. I'm pretty sure last we got two listeners on that one. <laughs> yeah. No, Did two and really? a half. <laughs> I, I get about, we honestly, on average, get about 17 listeners That's per not episode. Bad. That's not bad. That's not That's bad. Good. It's not good, but it's not bad. We'll double I mean, those numbers next year. You guys know how I feel about that shit. So. We'll double them. Double them oh, I forgot year. you guys really don't see my hair because I always wear a hat. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we never really see your hair. Yeah, how long has your hair been like this? Uh, since summer camp round two. Oh my god! Yeah, like dude, that was the last time I got it cut. You look like Justin Bieber and Pete Wentz had a baby. You look like Justice Beaver, the crime-fighting beaver. <laughs> I just restarted watching The Office again. God damn. Fucking so good. So good. So cringy. The so cringy. The first season. season is absolutely terrible, though. So cringy. It's not absolutely terrible. It's just not the best. I like the one with the chair model. I think that's the first season. You mean the handbag? Oh, no. no he means the chair, chair model. like. Yeah, chair models like season three or something. Where yeah, sh- it's a little further along. I'm maybe thinking of the handbag girl then, yeah. Amy Adams. Yeah, Amy Adams. Fucking, bef- yeah. Before she's Amy Adams. Diversity Day with Larry Wilmore. Holy shit, that's hilarious. he wrote that episode. You know that, right? Yeah. Well, if you notice, when Jim goes to the, I think it's the Stanford branch, uh-huh. and he gets transferred to there his first day there. Mm-hmm. If you look in the background at the end of the episode. Larry Wilmore's there doing his diversity yeah, day. He pops yeah. up and shows and doing diversity day with them. <laughs> I thought diversity day was season two. Is it season one? That's season yeah. one. It's season it's one. First episode, isn't it? It's the second episode. Yeah. So that's probably was, the best episode in the first season. Yeah. So they had the pilot and they're like, well, what do we do next? And then they came up with diversity day and he, they just cranked the episode. All right. We did the pilot right next. What next? Crank it up to 11. It's <laughs> also funny to watch that show and like, between season one and season two and see like just all the work steve uh what the fuck steve carell did Carell in between the seasons because like his hair looks better and everything yeah. you know she doesn't look like so gassed out the whole time yeah so like from season i would say by season three everyone looks like okay they've they're all getting a little bit of work done steve looks a bit better um like they're getting into a rhythm and stuff like that and i forget yeah. what season it is that like he gets nominated for all his awards, Steve Carell. Um, I would say probably three or four. I would say three or four because it was that was all the like those seasons, the early seasons were before uh, Bruce Almighty and Evan Almighty. So he was like he wasn't big, big yet, but he was getting there. And then, of course, like four get year, smart and some other stuff. Yeah, 40 yeah. year old virgin, get smart. The he Almighty was only movies. he was only uh, uh, over the hedge. He was only a like bit player for Anchorman, Anchorman, which was yeah, 2004. He was a side character. You really included Over the Hedge and all those. Look, man, I, lo- I liked Over the Hedge. Cole, Cole come, comes in and sweeps up the, brings in the shit. You know that. Yeah, I forgot Cole's 12. <laughs> yeah. I all right, it. let's 
let's get this episode rolling. Like like Tyler said, this is Movie Cation Pod, and he has already introduced himself. Um, my name is Brady. Oh, sorry, wrong name tag. My name is Joe. <laughs> Took me a second to realize what you said too. I'm Brady. <laughs> Welcome to Movie Cation, our final episode of, of the year. The year. I'm called. Uh, quick I shut the fuck up <laughs> quick little announcement uh this is yeah like i said this is our final episode of the year we will return probably early to mid january to give our best of 2021 list out mainly because there's some stuff still coming out at this year that i want to see some stuff that i need to catch up on like there's a movie with denzel washington's son on netflix that looks amazing and I just haven't sat down to watch it yet. There's a couple things that like we could probably rewatch and make sh- finalize our list. But yeah, we will be doing a best of show. It will just be early next year and not in the next nine days. Tyler, you want Tyler, you want to come back for that one too, buddy? I haven't seen much, but yeah, I can. Hey, it is. <laughs> we could do it in the next nine days. I mean, yeah. I don't see why not. No, because I got Matrix tomorrow. I'm seeing licorice pizza two days after Christmas, which is one that I absolutely just like want to see so bad. It looks interesting. I want to see Nightmare Alley. (laughs) Hey, good luck. The new game of the total movie. No, I think think Dress House has it. Seriously, good luck because it's performed so bad that theaters are just pulling it. What? Theaters are like, yeah, we don't. Oh, hang on. We'll give you one time. We'll give you one time slot and it's 11 p.m. at night. Good luck. That's not their fault. That's fucking uh, Spider-Man's fault. No. Yeah. The movie is performing so damn bad. Didn't that movie and just come out, though? I, yeah, feel like all, and- I feel like all movies around this time of year perform really bad. Because if it's not no, a holiday movie, no one Dece- gives a shit. Summer and December time are, and December are your biggest movie release times. Yeah. Summer because there's no one in school, so you can take the kids we'll to go see all the big blockbusters. And December is because, hey, the new Harry Potter's out. Let's take the whole family like we've done the last seven movies, you know? Yeah, maybe 12 years ago. Fucking Harry Potter. That's that's the reference you're going to make. And then, like, every Marvel you get movie, my fucking every point, Star though. Wars movie. Yeah, look, look I at feel it. Like Star December. Wars, Star I feel Wars like always as came late... out in December. Marvel always made sure they had one in the summer and one in the winter. For both times, like those are your important times, and yeah, so other than that, I don't think Spider Man has that much pull to kill a single movie. I think it's the movie itself is getting so critically no. shit on that, like people there, are like, I okay. just don't want to check it out. So it just came out on the seventeenth. There's only four show times tomorrow, and it's only in the dine-in part of my theater. Well, yeah, it's not. They're not going to put it anywhere else because they're fluctuating IMAX times between Matrix and. Spider-Man. Since Spider-Man has a chokehold on Dolby until pretty much well, Scream like, comes out. I guess for me, maybe for me, like it's either a big movie, like as of late, a Star Wars or a Marvel. And then other than that, it's just your it's your like um your attempt at movies one trying to win Academy Awards, so they're getting into the very last minute here at the end of the year. It's those movies. So you either have a Star Wars or Marvel or a movie no one gives a shit about just yet because Matrix. <clears throat> because that's not going to pick up any like any heat until academy season comes around uh cole you can't talk shit about the matrix because you've not seen it yeah i and saw you only, the original you only been, wasn't you only been living in it for about 20 years i will I, i'm i'm gonna give the original a 
fair shot. I'm going to rewatch it. Against my better judgment, I'm going to rewatch it. The original's the best one. Yeah, I didn't like it when I watched it, but I liked yeah, Age of Death. You don't know because you were like movies. you were like five years old when it came out. That's why. No, this was like two years ago. Was when I watched it. Yeah, well, you still had the mind of a seven-year-old. So I will say, yeah, I mean, not saying you do have a, but your choice of movies versus like a Matrix, like if they put out like Shrek twenty-five today. In Matrix, we all know you would go see Shrek over in the Matrix. No, because yes. that's the type of movie goer you are. Yeah, yeah I, well. I feel like you would. <laughs> all right, now I got it. Cole, would you rather watch Mitchell versus the Machines or the Matrix? Mitchell versus the Machines. Thank Point you. Exactly made. Thank good you. Good movie though. Very good movie. <laughs> very good movie. Yeah, it's so good that Netflix released it on Blu-ray, which is a very rare thing for them to do. Yeah, yeah. that's why I forgot yeah, an extended Netflix. cut too. That's not on Netflix. Yeah, which I find it. I thought that was interesting. Like, do you think they'll eventually release that extended cut on Netflix? I would hope so. Since it's a Netflix original, what um is the is the extended edition of the Hateful Eight on hard copy? I or they broke it up into episodes. They only broke it up into episodes because Quentin Tarantino wanted to do it that way on Netflix. All right, yeah, there's not a physical copy i have a steel book of it and i had to think about it for a second it's not the extended cut and i've seen both yeah like within a span of three days of each other like i went to a 70 millimeter showing of the extended cut and then like mm-hmm. two days later when they had the wide opening i went and saw it and like there was one of the most notable souls like differences i noticed was the scene uh where the dude where the mexican is plucking the chicken Mm-hmm. They cut like all that and to go straight to him, like standing up and the feathers just falling on the ground. Yeah. And that's like a good 15 minute, like dialogue scene. And he's just sitting there plucking the chicken the whole time. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty cool to have on like a hard copy of that. <laughs> yeah. All righty, boys. So of course we're going to be talking about Spider-Man No Way Home today. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure we will cross-reference, you know, Spider the, Man. the Spider amazing Man. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man. So we'll be talking about, yeah, go fuck yourself, all of you. Uh, so who would like to take? You already know I'm going last. Cole, have at it. I want yeah, you Cole. to go first, Joe. I don't want to go first. I never go You've first. seen it the most, Cole. Yeah, Cole, yeah. you've seen it the most. Okay. All right. He's like, damn it. Matrix watching ass motherfucker. Kiss my ass. All right. You know what? Real, real quick, Cole. Uh, you posted on Facebook the, the teaser trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. And you're like, everyone's already seen this because if, you know, if they saw Spider-Man, but here you go. What if you get out the fucking theater for more than 20 minutes so other people can watch the movie? Yeah, they'd see the trailer. Uh-huh, you know, yeah. you know else yeah. who used you to gig, you giggle and you, smile to yourself. Hey Cole, guess guess what, buddy? You know who else used to release trailers like that? Who? The Matrix. Good for them. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, right. That's exactly hey, what they did. After the first one, they showed a trailer for the second one. Hey Cole, and say so on. Hey Cole, what? <laughs> Get in mind. Ah, oh, Brady, you didn't see me. 
Oh, I saw that. Yeah. No, but that. <laughs> <laughs> For the listeners, Joe flipped off Cole. But it was a reference to a to a gorilla meme we've been using lately. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, say, I'll show you later. I'm not in the group <laughs> chat, so you know. You could be, but well, you hate text messages. Add, why is he not in the group chat? Why am I he doesn't not like, on the show? He doesn't like sporadic text messages. It's true. Well, we're gonna I mean, have just... you replace Joe after the Halloween episode, but I got outvoted by Joe. <laughs> well, his vote doesn't count. No, it doesn't. You, Tyler, anyway, Joe. Cole, <laughs> Spider-Man. Oh, go on. Go ahead. Right. Spider-Man. 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 After the after so when I saw the last movie in theaters, Far From Home, I didn't know where the hell they were going with this. Because it was like, oh, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. I'm just like, oh shit. We haven't they haven't done this in the movies before. Where are we going with this? And when the rumors started started coming out that oh yeah there's gonna be villains from you know all the different movies i'm thinking i don't want that i want a simple grounded story send in uh, get danny trejo as craven the hunter have him come hunt peter that's what i want that didn't that didn't happen but oh my god what we got i fucking i love this fucking movie this Aside from maybe Spider-Verse, this is my favorite Spider-Man movie. And it's probably the best one we've got. It's definitely, the to me, it's the best live-action one we've gotten. Strong agree. And it somehow brings together 20 years of Spider-Man movies and makes them all... It, it like gives both of the two, two previous series... Without getting... We're not gonna, I'm not going to get into spoilers just yet. But it gives both of the previous series like an actual kind of ending almost and it just it's just a beautiful movie and it's fucking dark like i mm -hmm. i bawled my eyes out dude and i and see this is what i wanted i wanted i didn't want a happy ending going into this i wanted peter to be at his what, lowest point because that that's some of my favorite stuff in the comics is when he's alone and has no one to turn to he has to think for himself and and we got that. And I think we're going to continue to get that from now on. And after I, I am hyped for what we have after this, but th those are my brief thoughts. We'll get into more details going, you know, in a minute, but Joe, you go ahead. You know, <clears throat> um, it's been a while, been a long time since I've actually seen uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man trilogy. But um, over the years, I know like I didn't really grow fond fond of it. Um, even back then, when I when I was like when they were popular in theaters and stuff like that, I didn't really like them that that much. Um, especially Spider Man Three, like I thought it was just so bad. Um, I only went to go see it because it had Venom in it, and I thought um, I thought Topher Grace as as Venom was just such a bad pick because when I think of Venom, I think of you know like. Eddie Brock being a, a freaking football player, linebacker. And Topher Grace was just too damn small. And I was like, this is, this isn't Venom. Like yeah. this little guy. No, like I'll eat this guy up. This guy, this guy was the wrong, it was a wrong choice. And then I like, you know, to, I like <clears throat> Topher Grace's Venom. 
Which, from what I from what I understand, they shoehorned him in there anyways. Like, yeah, yeah. The producers Sam Raimi did Benny. not. It was a Sony thing. Sam yeah. Sam Raimi didn't believe in the character. He wasn't a fan of the character because it was after he stopped reading the comics. Mm-hmm. Is when they brought Venom in. Yeah, but Sony's like. No. So I was, you know, I was just like, meh. I was never really happy with it. Um, Andrew Garfield Spider Man. I always thought he was just he was way too cool to be Toby uh, to be uh, Peter Parker. He was a great Spider-Man, but he was just way too cool to be Peter Parker. And then with Tobey Maguire, I thought vice versa of that. He was a he was a great Peter Parker, but he wasn't that great of um, of a Spider-Man to me. Um, I, I've always thought Tom Holland got the best of both worlds for it, and I always thought he was he was good at it. Um, <clears throat> I did not like um, Homecoming. I didn't like how they played out Mysterio because I know Mysterio to be the villain. So to to introduce him home, as a you said homecoming, do you mean far from home? Sorry, far from home, yeah. Um far from home. Um actually I know Mysterio to be the villain. So them playing the you know, he's a good guy, he's a good guy. I was like, I know he's gonna be bad the whole time. So I was the whole time, like I was waiting for it to for them to flip because I was like, okay, they're doing similar path as as homecoming, you know. Uh we're gonna realize we're gonna find out Vulture is the bad guy and so or who Vulture is and how he ties in. That twist was great. I hated the Mysterio twist because I already knew that Mysterio was gonna be the bad guy. So you're just dangling that in front of me for half the movie. And I'm just like, okay, this is this is lame. To, to me, it was lame. So I felt like I felt that the end of of uh, Far From Home was a little lackluster, even though it was setting it up for the third one. Um, but going into this one, of course, with all the hype behind it and the rumors that, oh, you know, we're going to get, you know, Toby back. We're going to get Andrew back as Spider-Man. I didn't want to believe it because of, I feel like it was, you know, the hype. Don't want to interrupt you, but also you should add the months of Cole going, he did it, guys, he did it. And you and yeah. me going, shut the I'll, fuck up. I wasn't going to add that to here. <laughs> uh, you know, just just the rumors going on out there, everyone hyping that, it, you know, it may, you know, we're going to get, you know, them in it too. And for fucking Cole to just shut up about it. Cause every damn time there was a Spider-Man article, they're coming back guys. They're here, boys. They're going to be in it. And you didn't believe me. I know. I knew they were going to be in it. Not because I read about it or anything. I knew they were going to be in it. Because I kind of wish they weren't just so I could get Cole's reaction to that. Just that's what I was waiting oh, that's for. What, yeah. <laughs> I wanted Honestly, it so bad. And I'll, I'll get to that one when we start talking about the movie. But um, the, the culmination of it all and the fact that they kept this secret, you know, whether it was, you know, people actually knew it or not, it was a secret. No one actually knew whether they were going to be in the movie or not. Um, the fact that they kept that secret so close to the, you know, to the vest with themselves. And when that scene played out, and I said, I'm just, I'm going to hit like a few more notes and then I'll let it pass it on. Cause I'm sure we'll all talk about the movie uh, as a group. I don't think I've ever choked up as hard in a movie when, until they started, so until um, Ned started opening up the rings and bringing them in. Like I said, even though I didn't care for, for Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and I wasn't too fond of Andrew Garfield I understood the 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 magnitude of it all 
and you know they you know spider the original spider-man played up you know played a part of my childhood because it came out when i was younger and how big it was for the time and stuff of like that so to see them and the fact that they did andrew first instead of toby i you know it I choked up hard. I was like Michael Caine at the end of Batman of uh, the Dark Knight Rises when he's crying and he's telling the the Wayne uh, the Wayne headstones that he failed them. I was ugly crying like that. And then when they showed like I I I, I pulled myself together and then when they showed Tobey Maguire, it hit it all right back. I was like Jesus, you know the fact that they were able to pull this off to go you know to cross universes like that I thought was amazing and. This arguably has to be well. It's it's the best Spider-Man I think I would say of all of all versions of it so far, live action wise. Into the Spider Verse is still the overall best Spider-Man movie, and you can fight me all day on that if you want, but I ain't wrong. So go ahead, Tyler. Um, I mean, I fucking love the movie. I thought it was incredible from start to finish. Um. I'm kind of with Joe about like, you know, the Tobey Maguire ones, like in hindsight, they're not as great as everybody hyped them up to be. Like, even when the rumors started about them coming in, I was like, okay, like that's over. (laughs) Like, I really don't need to see them again, but the way they did it just, uh, it was so perfect (laughs) bringing in, like bring them in through the portals and stuff. And all the classic villains and shit. Uh, Andrew Garfield, I could have took her left, honestly. I think I saw the first one, which I don't even really remember it all that well. And then I just totally ignored the second one because I just, I didn't care. It just, it wasn't good to me. (laughs) Even uh, I went to go see it with my dad today and like they bring in Andrew Garfield and stuff. And my dad like leans over. He's like, who's that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's one of the other Spider-Mans. Hey, that that's not that's not just a person being unknowing of, of the franchise. That's just a dad. Yeah, that's just a dad I mean, doing he, dad. Dad he doing Maguire. He's like, yeah, that's the Spider-Man <laughs> I know. Who's <laughs> <was> this kid? <laughs> but yeah, like I, I definitely teared up a lot, like uh, the Aunt May scene and stuff like that. Like as soon as I saw the glider behind her, I was like. Like, we're, yeah. we're, gonna t- we're gonna touch base on all of this yeah, we just, yeah. just want to get everyone's general consensus yeah it it was it's definitely definitely up there on one of my like top marvel movies now i don't know where but i would definitely say like top three for sure Ooh. Line. go for it brady right. brady about to, brady about to ruin this whole man's career <laughs> This is going to be a Godzilla versus Kong moment. I'm going to shrink the brain. <laughs> worst, worst movie ever. Shouldn't have been made. Piece of trash. No, I'm just kidding. I'm <clears> absolutely. <throat> um, so I recently rewatched the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. And it was very interesting to do so because the all those movies came out. <laughs> Which one was it? Was it Spider-Man 3? That I texted you guys where I was like, I'm so glad I had a stroke because of yeah. this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3 was so fucking terrible. I was just like, man, I'm really glad. The, the funny, the funny part about the joke. Who likes that fucking movie? The funny it, part about probably. that joke, Tyler, is 
I had a stroke a year before the movie actually came out. But I didn't remember the movie at all. But yeah, Better off for it. Stroke. Like, I was like, man, I, I texted the group. I was like, man, I'm really glad I had a stroke because I don't know this movie's terrible. And I don't remember a thing. And I'm glad I don't. But no, um, it's bad, but it's also like lovably bad. Yeah. In like a in like a Evil Dead's cheesy horror movie kind of way. Like it's like so bad it's good. Yes, but in a weird way, it's not good. It's just it's like bad, but you can't. It's a train wreck. You can't look away from it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it really it was. was it was super. But to be honest, I'll think about when it came out and what movies, because it came out in two thousand seven. We are a year before Iron Man, Hulk, because Hulk was the first one. No, mm. Iron Man was Iron Man was the first one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hulk. Hulk was a few months after. Sorry, yeah. But Hulk we're is an few, asterisk. We're a year we're a year before Iron Man comes out. So at the time, God, was it a year before? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, it was really yeah, it was legitimately like to the I think a couple days removed yeah. to the date before Iron Man came out. So at the time it was a very ambitious movie for a comic book movie. To be like, hey, you know that character Venom? Let's throw Venom in here. You know the Sandman? Let's throw Sandman in here. Kind of like, not necessarily like Peter Parker's greatest hits, but like big enough. And Hobgoblin. Villains. Yeah, big enough villains to get the comic book fans into the seats. Um, But yeah, I recently rewatched them. I'm glad I did because I didn't really remember much. And those were also like the first few superhero releases that started the whole boom of superhero movies I th- yeah. i'm pretty sure it started with x-men it was x-men yeah and then X-Men. from there it went on to spider-man and then i think, it, was, I think it started with blade actually i mean you can and well, no, well, but can... blade didn't kick it off as much because blade was rated r so not a right. lot of people went to go see yeah because punisher think, yeah. also it came out before it too spider-man just so what it was it was it was x-men in 2000 and spider-man in 2002 yeah. I, w- yeah, I would bring up like um, Joel Schumacher's Batman's, but, but I'm not... talking about like the recent craze of like yeah, now we're having well, like, you know, cinematic universes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but where everyone's there, trying but to do their own they weren't Marvel. As great. Yeah, they weren't as great as. We don't, we don't talk about Joel Schumacher. So hey, they're hits, baby. You guys, this is they're this good. is <laughs> reason. This is part of the reason why I wanted to go last because I know the listeners the. 16 listeners we have because the 17th one's on the show with us tonight Um, (laughs) but i know the listeners that we have are some of my friends and i know you guys know that i don't really like these movies i find them pretty boring to be honest with you and everything and but i bring up the fact that i rewatched it the sam raimi ones i've never seen any of the um, amazing spider-man with this andrew garfield and now this movie kind of makes me want to go back and watch them but the reason why i brought up the sam raimi ones is because like that was kind of like the start of like my dislike for superhero movies like yeah those are good movies don't get me wrong i have fond memories of those movies because it was always like a special treat for my brother on his birthday and my brother's a huge spider-man fan and i actually like picked up comic book a couple times because of those movies and read a read them but then as the years got on and like it was the same story over and over again i was like oh my god can we fucking like move on from this superhero craze but then they didn't 
the I like I said, I skipped the Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield, and then they waited a few years and brought in Tom Holland during Civil War, and the way they introduced him in Civil War, I was like, man, they're gonna do like what they did with the character, how the fact that they picked a young kid, because for I don't know if you guys recognize the name, but one of the names in the running was a uh, actor named Asa Butterfield. And like that dude's like this small. So like the people were <laughs> editing pictures of like him standing next to the Avengers. And he literally looked like pretty much Ant-Man to be honest with you. Like he was that small <laughs> next to all these like Avengers guys. But like the fact that they picked a young kid, I was like, all right, that's a, that's a smart move. First I, and I remember his name. There were a few others, but I remember <clears throat> Asa's name specifically being in the running. Asa Butterfield was the only one I truly remember. I don't even think I heard Tom Holland's name, but the reason I remember Asa Butterfield was because of the memes, because of like how, right. how young he looked, you know? And then he did his whole, cause I know he was in so oh, early. I, I can see him being, being a Peter Parker. Yeah. But I know he was in Civil War pretty early on, and it, but his like true introduction into like everything where he takes Captain America's shield and just like, hey everybody, like I felt like a spe- like there was something special about that moment, and they Marvel to me finally did something that I was like, all right, I'll follow this character, which is something I didn't do with any other Marvel character, and so I made it a point to go check out. Uh, not Homecoming, but Far From Home. I'd watched Homecoming before I went to go see Far From Home because I was still pretty like Marvel. Yeah. So I never really like went to the theater to check it out. I absolutely love Homecoming. I love the fact that Michael Keaton plays Vulture. I think Michael Keaton, give that man anything, he can do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that they got Donald Glover to play miles morales's uncle is such a nice little nod to the fandom of spider-man in general you know and then uh far from home i really really enjoyed like i actually went to the theater to go see this movie i was a hundred percent like yes let's go see i was the one dragging my family to it my brother who i said was like a very big spider-man fan was like i mean i guess i'll go see it Cause like, he wasn't like, he's kind of burnt out on like a lot of the Marvel stuff right now too. And that's coming from a comic book fan and everything. Like that was me after Endgame. I was kind of burnt out with it. I'm like, Oh, Black Widow. I don't give a shit. But yeah. Um, I feel, I feel so like this that... one, this is oh, the that. only one where I was a hundred percent. Like, I'm not going to read anything about it. That's why I kept yelling at cold to stop sharing shit because I didn't want to know things. Like I knew enough to get into the movie and that's it. I didn't want to hear anything else. And it's the the only time, and I'm I'm sure you guys have different opinions, but it's the only time I can walk out of a Marvel movie and say I don't have any issue with it. Yeah, there's little things I can nitpick, like the in-credit scene with uh Eddie Brock and Venom, just the way it plays out after you after seeing venom 2 just seems so silly and dumb at this point but i get what it's set up it's setting up secret wars which is going to go on disney plus next year so i get what it's setting up but at the same time it 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 just venom 2 sucked anyway so like this little scene just like made no sense 
to the to the movie um that that's that but <clears throat> i was watching it i was watching it and the ending i was like man cole really got the ending that he wanted here which was spider-man is disappointed like he or not disappointed but like pretty much has no one yeah to go to anymore um i i absolutely i cried a lot during this movie um the biggest problem i had with the movie overall was i regret that i this is and you guys know how i feel about seeing it with like the super nerd crowds that are like yeah at everything you guys know i don't like that because mm-hmm. i want to hear my movie i don't want to hear people screaming i want to hear my movie i regret that i didn't get to see it with a crowd like that because i'm looking around and the the people in my theater are legitimately kids who were probably not born yet when the toby Maguire movies came out so all theirs are probably andrew garfield or tom holland spider-man and to be real, they're probably there for the Tom Holland one and not really the Andrew Garfield one. So and maybe the like, parents have, that brought them so they can see, you know, Tobey Maguire. And even and the parents, you say that, but even the older people, like when William Defoe as Goblin made the line where he's like, you know, I'm somewhat of a scientist myself. I loved it. Dead, dead ass quiet. I was the only one that went. <laughs> and oh, like everyone else was quiet. Was no one laughed. Like uh, we, I got like one. I got cheering in my theater at that line. I got one person going (gasps) next to me when Daredevil just like slapped his stick down. I was like, "All right, we got that fan." Oh, there was. Let me tell you. And then the same kid went (gasps) when Andrew Garfield came through the thing. But like at the time, I didn't because, like I said, I never seen the Andrew Garfield movies. So like I was like, "Who is that? Is which one is that?" And I like that they had him come in in uniform and Toby not coming on uniform. Yeah. I like that a lot. I will, like I said, the one thing I had an issue with is that I didn't get to see it with a better crowd. And I thought the Venom thing was a little clunky and goofy for the, the, for what you see the rest of the movie, but I best Marvel movie ever. I will say that. Um, the within the MCU, because I know there's ones on like the outshoots, like the Venoms and shit like that best marvel movie ever mcu movie ever but i think the general consensus online and within this podcast is spider-verse still beats it Mm, absolutely spider-verse did something to like i absolutely love spider-verse like spider-verse was the one the only other marvel movie where i was like man this is where i walked out i was like there's nothing wrong with this movie yeah i i love spider-verse but the music was perfect the animation was great yeah, I don't, the voices I don't know. were I, perfect. I still kind of like uh, No Way Home a little bit more <laughs> than a uh, Spider Verse. Like I love Spider Verse. I've watched it. Go, go watch it again, Tom. Times. I'm going to watch it 100, 101 times. <laughs> I will, <laughs> but I, I don't know. Maybe it's recency bias. I I could be wrong. I haven't so, watched it in a few months. But so I'm I'm like Brady. My my crowd. We we saw it on Saturday. My crowd wasn't the well, that was the thing. I saw it on a Friday afternoon. Like you would think, eh, maybe. But um, so my crowd wasn't the super nerdy crowd like I would hope for. But the guy next to me, when so I wasn't expecting Daredevil to show up. So when I saw the cane, I was like, "Why is there a blind man's cane? Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, but the the guy next to me, him and I had the same reaction because we we're both like. <gasps> 
and he like we both like literally said oh my god at the same time and i was like he was freaking out he was telling his friends like oh my god oh my god and i was my like, dad leaned up forward and he goes i really hope he suits up in this movie because oh, <laughs> so my dad I, absolutely loves the but it's also like it's funny I want, because I him a lot of people didn't want him to suit up at the same it's time. funny mm-hmm. to think about this a lot of people they have the memory of daredevil as charlie cox daredevil and it's like people forget that ben affleck played him once yeah so like for me it's cool because i will say the daredevil movie came out around my birthday the year it came out mm-hmm. and for whatever reason dumbass young brady was like let's go see that for my birthday you know you got caught <laughs> up a, little, a bullseye on bullseye like, the whole time, bullseye. <laughs> i like that movie i don't care what anybody says <laughs> You know, you know why he, you know why he took the role, right? No. Who, uh, Wait, um, I can't remember. Oh yeah, okay. You know why he took the role? Yeah, I've I've heard it's, the story. It, I couldn't Kevin tell Smith you. But... Recommend him to take. Yeah. So no, yeah. no, they wanted Matt Damon originally. Oh God, <laughs> even worse. Matt Damon passed, so they went to Ben Affleck, and he he consulted with Kevin Smith, and he goes. They want me to do Daredevil and Kevin Smith, who has wrote for Daredevil at the time. Yeah. Was like, fuck yeah, do it, do it, dude. But he's like, I don't want to do it. And he's like, why not? And he's like, because I really want to do Batman. Instead. I've heard this. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, and Kevin Smith was like, look, dude, you're good for Batman. You'll be great for Batman, but you have to do Daredevil if you want to get Batman. Yeah. You have to do the role that sets the precedence of you being an actor for this type of movie for you to get the type of movie that you want kind of deal. And you can't, just, you can't just put on the cowl with yeah. no experience. And honestly, I will say, fight me. I don't give a shit. Ben Affleck as Batman is one of my favorite iterations of Batman. Same. I've come, I've come to movies, like him. His yeah. movies are terrible. The movies that he that were written for him are terrible. Yeah, but the way he plays him, perfect. Mm-hmm. I've come to enjoy his Batman. His Batman. But I, I see him as as older Batman. I'm ready to retire. God damn it, I'm gonna go fucking kick some ass because y'all keep dragging me out here. The yeah. bin, the the Batman Beyond type Batman. Yeah, but no, but no beyond. Is the young one. <laughs> no beyond. <laughs> Batman, not quite there. Favorite, but I like Ben Affleck's Batman. But of course, like for me, like, and people argue, you know, about the Christian Bale's Batman. I I love I love that trilogy. I thought it was so well done. It it's the closest thing that feels to real life with a superhero in it. But, I will agree with yeah, I, I can see why. Yeah, Joe, I can totally agree with that. Yeah. yeah. You know, it takes us, it it gives you that realistic feeling that you know it's it doesn't seem far-fetched to have a vigilante running around and saving the city. But I feel like what helps a lot are the characters around Christian Bale. The characters around him are very well done. Yeah. So I but like you know, Nolan directing it, how real everything feels, um, just the portrayal of all the characters i i think it's phenomenal but yeah the reason i brought up daredevil is because for me it was cool to see him on the big screen not yeah because i know he was on netflix and all that but to see him on the big screen for the first like that character again for the first time since the early like 2004 i think is when yeah. Daredevil came out early mid 2000s like and i was like all right cool and what's fucking funny is kevin feige literally like two days before the movie came out, like, yeah charlie cox is daredevil we don't know when you'll see him again though yeah i mean Vin- you knew vincent defornio well we know i haven't watched the last hawkeye yet did you say defornio uh, 
it's D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio, sorry, 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 D'Onofrio. <laughs> I was thinking of something else. Um, D'Onofrio, him as Kingpin, phenomenal. But as you bring up Daredevil, I do think about the end. Like, I don't know, the, man. Michael Clark Duncan as Kingpin was pretty I was going to say, as you know, I'm, I'm thinking about the scenes from like when they're fighting in the water at the end of uh, Daredevil and he has his knees uh, fucked up and Ben Affleck's on the ground too. He's like, they're coming for you. You know, I could hear it right now on the on the receivers, you know, Kingpin over here. I still think that scene's very good. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, like, I like their fight scene. Michael Clark Duncan is fucking amazing. God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I liked I do I did like him as Kingpin. So when they when they introduced Kingpin in the in the Daredevil series, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like it or not, you know, like this guy, but Vincent does a fucking phenomenal job. Yeah, he does. Perfect fucking job. Yeah. Uh so when they finally said, Oh, you know, yeah, he's coming back as Kingpin, and then we see him in the we see him in uh in the second to last episode of of uh of Hawkeye, I lost my shit. I was like, oh fuck, oh fuck. Like it's happening. I do like uh Leave Schneibler as soon as possible. Uh yeah, I do like Leave Schneibler or however you say his last name as the voice of Kingpin for Spider-Verse. Like the yeah. way he just yeah. delivers all his like my favorite line of that whole movie and the way he delivers it is just like Kingpin just does some shit and then he's like, get that guy. like the most like new york like get that guy (laughs) but um and yeah just just to see charlie cox i'm like fuck man this is gonna be so good all you need and his scene was amazing too his scene was phenomenal when the brick i fucking love it when he catches the brick he's like how'd you do that i'm a good lawyer i'm a good lawyer (laughs) you're gonna need a very good lawyer like you said that that took my breath away and i was like oh yes like it's happening so now I I need I need to see John Bernthal as Punisher on the big screen now. Oh, yes, hundred uh, percent. Oh. Going back to that scene real quick, I didn't realize this because I never saw the two thousand three film. John Favreau apparently played Foggy in that, so that's funny to have mm-hmm. him playing yeah. opposite Charlie Cox in this scene. Yeah, that's a good. John Favreau has had a lot to do with Marvel throughout the years that like yeah. people just don't remember. It goes it goes unnoticed, and then you don't. You don't associate and him and everything. It goes unnoticed, and then yeah, and then and then from there, it's like, oh, he's that guy that does a lot of Star Wars stuff now. I feel like his, yep. <laughs> I feel like his, his like they brought him into light when when he filmed when he directed Iron Man three. Like, I feel like that was the big tipping point for him. He didn't direct, he didn't direct Iron three. Man. He directed which one? Shane Black did. He directed Shane the first two. Shane Black yeah. did three. Okay, my bad. Sorry. Shane sorry. Black also did the latest like Predator movie. Uh, like just straight predator, not requiem, right? Just straight predator, the one that came out like three years oh, ago, now? a couple years ago. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, my bad. Sorry, um, and yeah, I think I'll think of two. Like, I didn't like I didn't like Iron Man 2 that much because I didn't like how uh, Mickey Rourke his character was portrayed. I just I, don't like Mickey Rourke enough yeah, to enjoy I, 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 carry I think, a movie. That is my board, I think other than just, The Wrestler, <laughs> The Wrestler is the only movie I can stand Mickey Rourke in. And that's just, and that's that's the only role I ever associate with Mickey Rourke. But when I do, I think of him in the opening scenes when he's fucking the hooker in the restroom. So I just think of Mickey Rourke's ass in my face. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. But I, you know, I, I think sorry. So back to Favreau, like him, him directing the wrestler, you know, the one and two, <laughs> like 
I thought that was a good bringing to light. But yeah, he's done so much great work with with uh, with the Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. Him and uh, what's his face? Cole, help me out. Dave Filoni, uh, yeah, yeah. Dave uh, like them two just need to be. They need to be the equivalent of Kevin Feige for Star Wars. They need to be overseen. They have Kathleen Kennedy. It's not fucking happening. Yeah. I don't know why. They won't let her go. I think they need to put her on a boat and something needs to happen to that boat. You know, you and my uncle would have had great conversations about Star Wars with those kind of takes. (laughs) Fuck Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, Anyway, back to Spider-Man. Back to Spider-Man. God, like, there's just like I feel like there's just so much to unpack about this movie, and let's start with. Uh, well, first of all, I, so we you, talked. Hold on, did you guys we, notice that there was a couple? There was one spot where you could totally tell that, like, if Stanley was alive, he. Would... Did you guys notice that it was it, the very you were cutting end. out there for a second? Yeah, you cut uh, out. Dude. So, did you guys notice there was a spot where, like, if Stanley was still alive, he would totally be in the movie in this scene? It was, I think, the very end when MJ's taking like the old dude's order at the counter. That's oh, such yeah. like a that would you been put Stan scene. Lee there instead. Yep. You know, honestly, they, like they, the taxi that Spider-Man lands on when he's on the bridge has Stanley's birthday on it as the license plate number. Oh, does it? Yeah. Honestly, sitting like as as the movie started, I was like, I miss Stan Lee because yep. Spider-Man was he was Spider-Man, you know. Mm-hmm. That was his character. I just rewatched Spider Verse the other day, and uh, the line that he delivers, where he was like, some, "Where Miles asked him if he were friends, he was like, yeah, we're really close friends.'" I was just like, "Oh!" And the fact that he's oh. he's selling the costume to to Miles, I was like, oh, "My fucking heart, dude." It always fits eventually. <laughs> I miss I miss Stanley, and then so he much, just points man. to the no refunds, <laughs> no refunds. <laughs> so yeah man that spider-verse scene was such a stab in the heart whenever i saw it i know it hurt me so much because that wasn't even his last cameo like a month after he died right yeah it was like yeah but it wasn't even his last cameo for a marvel it wasn't yeah because you had i think the last avengers but it was yeah but it was it was just good timing i feel like it was good timing because it was such like a heartwarming but funny scene yeah, I love his like, cameo in Catherine in uh, Captain Marvel. Might be one of my favorites, simply yep. because of the script that he's reading. Mallrats. Reading Mallrats. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Kevin, we got we okay. We got to get the hat trick in for the last the last uh, movieication of the year. I've already talked about Kevin. I'm about to bring <laughs> Kevin Smith up again, but Kevin Feige called Kevin Smith and goes like months before the movie comes out. He goes, "Hey, j- I just I just want you to know, you're technically in the MCU now." He's like, "What?" He goes. So Stan wanted to do this cameo and he, he said he needed to be doing something on the train that would make more sense than him just sitting there and delivering his line. So he's like, well, at the time of the movie takes place, I would have been reading for mall rats. And so he had to, he was like, we know you don't own the rights to mall rats. So we had to talk to someone else to get the script and all that. But we just wanted to let you know that you're in the MCU now. Like mall rats as part of the MCU. That's a nice nod to him. That's no yeah. kind of him yeah. to reach out like that. And he was like, "Thank you. I never want to direct a movie, but thank you for putting that in." Yeah, this, <laughs> when he when he answered the phone, didn't he think they were calling him to like? Yeah, he th- 
he, he i think he like spoiled something recently too like inadvertently because he does that yeah and he's like oh shit i'm in trouble <laughs> <laughs> i think it would have been funnier what, if he'd been like hey the, just just let you know spoiled i don't remember it's been years man the dude talks way too much. He's gonna spoil something at some point. He spoils his own <laughs> movies, man. He's like yeah. he's like Tom Holland. He just spoils yeah. everything. <laughs> it's so hard to listen to a podcast with him because he's like, so I recently signed up to do this. I can't talk about it, but man, let me tell you, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what was it to say? Uh, yeah, I lost my train of thought. All right, we gotta get the hat trick in there. Go, Joe. Okay. I'm I sure got- you can find Lord of the Rings somewhere in it. Uh, I mean, I didn't, but I, I did want to tell Tyler that uh, that TikTok uh, link you sent me earlier. Lord of the Rings about, is the Wu-Tang Clan. About Lord of the Rings being the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> Very spot on. Uh, I need to see that. Okay, I'll, send I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Oh, you. Um, no, I got, I, got, I got nothing as far as uh, Lord of the Rings. In oh, this we movie. said the word, so that well, I said the word. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll count. Um, but, okay, so I guess kind of going back to... Let's, let's let's talk about the the intro scene for the for the boys coming in. Like I said, I, I thought it was great that they they showed Andrew first compared to Toby, and I liked that they did Toby without the without the costume. Yep. Well, it makes coming. sense that they showed Andrew first too. I think because they were showing the last person to play it. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, kind of deal like time wise. I love yeah. that they were immediately just like like yep. <laughs> each other like so or grandma was like can you, can you so, get the like, <laughs> Toby I, comes I, in, he's like he's like hey i've been lo- i've been looking for your friend you know and he sees andrew he's like that's like, not your friend he's not your friend <laughs> and the theater just fucking implodes in on itself so i feel like <laughs> what what goes for me like what was kind of going like what is happening Ned with Ned with Doctor Strange rings, and he's able to control the power. And, he, uh, and they 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 like they just they just kind of ease that. Oh yeah, my family's magic. Like there's some sort of weird stuff in my family. We're we're magical. So you drop that line. <laughs> yeah, your hand single. So you drop you drop that line, and all of a sudden he can open portals like Doctor Strange. And then you tell me nothing more about that. Well, because he has the sling like the sling ring. Yeah. But look how long it took uh, Steven to do it when he That's was fair. learning how to do it. His hands were also broken. It doesn't matter. That before it I doesn't here. matter. I hands broken or not, matter. it matters. Yeah. But also, still. I'd say uh, I'd say Ned isn't as prideful as Doctor Strange was. Very true. Which was a big part of it. But still, like the fact that he did it so, like, boom, and it was on, and he was like, oh. And the fact that they, you know, they kept playing that throughout the movie, I was like, "What is happening? Is he, he gonna he join?" Close the portals, though. So he was. He couldn't close the portals. Great at it. Yeah, but the fact that he was able to do it so easily. Well, it was a total accident that he did. He's like, I just wish we could see him, and then it. Yeah, yeah it, but yeah, he was, but he was then able to, could continue to do it. So now you drop this, you drop this level of okay, Ned has some sort of magic. Uh. The one thing I liked about that moment too is the the fact that the, this is the way they introduce those characters into the movie. Like, because let's be real, we all knew they were going to be in the movie. Yes. Right. Right. Like, as much as we try to avoid spoilers and all that, it, there was no way. Like, 
And if they weren't in the movie, we would all be disappointed. But I would have been excited. I've been laughing the whole time. Yeah. But the fact that like we all knew they were going to be in the movie, I'm glad that they didn't do the stereotypical like Spider-Man's on his last life and he's trying to hold up like the world on his shoulders and all of a sudden they show up at the final moment to help him. I'm glad it was like, yeah, we know your friend needs help. Where is he? You know yeah. what I mean? And they're in it for, it's like a half hour at least. They're in it for a good portion of the runtime. Yep. I, thought, I thought it was a very good twist that the villains weren't like, yes, there were villains, but they weren't villains the whole time. Yeah, Like they legitimately wanted help. And the fact that we were able to see uh, Otto be normal and see how he was meant to be with the with the mechanical arms. Yeah. You I thought really, that was you pretty like cool. that? Yeah. Because you literally just said you didn't like that they did that with Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. I was okay with it with him. But because, you know, like he like he with Mysterio, it's because Mysterio was always he was always a show. Like he was always a showman. He was never there was nothing ever wrong with Mysterio. He yeah. was a guy who was into production. And that's why, you know, everything was all smoke and mirrors with Mysterio. But with, with Otto, he was a scientist who was legitimately trying to do something good. And the machine fucked him up. Yep. So this whole time he's been, you know, fighting the voices in his head, you know, for control. And, you know, it's, it, you know, it, it, I don't want to say it ruined his life, but it was ruining his life. So the fact that they they show him the way he should have been because he was a brilliant man going into it. You know, he was he was romantic. They showed that a little bit of him, you know, that's out of him. They showed his, you know, his personal life a little bit in in the Spider-Man trailer, the first one. Then for him to turn into a monster because of these mechanical arms, like it I think you kind of forget that part. Like, you know, he was a compassionate scientist until something went wrong. So for them to be able to fix say, him, for them to be able sorry. to fix him, like I was like, that's cool because now we see the man who could have been, you know, on par with uh, with Osborne, if not maybe better because of what he was trying to do. Which I will I'm, say that uh, I know Mysterio is a Spider-Man villain, but the story they gave him in Far From Home could have been better. Because they kind of gave him like an Iron Man, like Mickey York type villain story, where like yeah, Tony I didn't Stark like it at is all. the reason my family something something something. Yeah. I was like, y'all, really, y'all you're gonna can't say Tony Stark Tony is the Stark. reason? You're, yeah, you're gonna say Tony Stark is the reason you're attacking Spider Man, even though you're a Spider Man villain? Same like, come shit with Vulture. I forgot about that. Yeah. But, see, but I think that that was like that was my thing. Like I was, I, I was okay MCU with it. Villain, their whole origin being some can be summed up with Tony Stark did this to me. That's at and least see, half of them. And I think that's why I was okay with it with Vulture because it was like okay, that's new, that's fine, whatever. But the fact that they did it all over again with Mysterio, and I knew he was see, the bad the guy already. I yeah. oh, the reason I forgave it with Mysterio, the fact that everything else about him was so pitch fucking perfect to me. And because he's my favorite Spider-Man villain. So the fact that everything else was his illusions blew my mind. They were good illusions. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but... So I was I was fine with the Tony Stark shit. I was like, cool. But like if if you have but... if you have like no if you had like no history of knowing how Mysterio is, 
And so like, if you, like, if you were legitimately just going in blind, you had no idea who Mysterio was, then yeah, I can see why you can really like this character. But because I knew who Mysterio was, like, I knew who Mysterio yeah, was. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying to you, but I'm saying to like, you know, a viewer who like, who has no real history watching the comics or watching the cartoons as a kid or reading the comics, like, like, I'm like, why, why is he associating with this bad guy? I know he's a bad guy. Why are you feeding me this movie this way? My best friend was legit shocked that he was bad. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> yeah, see, I would have been like, like, so like, what? I'm like, what do you mean, what? When Shut he got the, the when he got the glasses and like, and like, you know, Toby, uh, sorry, Tom leave, and he's just like, yes, we got it. I'm like, that was stupid. Well, that wasn't so hard, was it? <laughs> that was so stupid. So what were like, you gonna say, Tyler? Uh, yeah, going back to the uh, Doc Ock thing, uh, we saw him go back to that at the end of spider-man 2 yeah like he he had his redemption moment there like he's there, like getting ready to kill spider-man or whatever spider-man ends up overpowering him he's laying there and all of a sudden he realizes like this isn't what i wanted and he has the whole like listen to me now moment yeah and i think that's kind of why they didn't like super focus on him past his introduction into the movie and yeah. I think that's why they they mentioned he's like the last thing I remember was him strangling Spider Man. It makes him Spider Man and going into the water, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> I died, shit." <laughs> <laughs> but like I, you know, I felt like this was a this was a better redemption. Yeah, definitely. I will say that like I do like that. I'm gonna jump forward here for a second, but I do like that everyone it involved in this movie has their character arc like moment mm-hmm. like for example for example we all knew it was going to happen when we saw that second trailer the fact the fact that it was andrew garfield saving mj that moment like like i said i i did not watch the andrew garfield movies but that's one of the scenes that like i'm can't see the screen because i'm crying so much because I knew it was coming and the way they played it out was perfect. And the fact that that, like when, when he lands and MJ goes, are you okay? And it takes him a second to be like, yeah, Yeah. I am. (laughs) Because you also had that moment, like just a few minutes ago before that happened, where he, where he explains how dark he got after she died, where he, he simply just says, I quit pulling my punches because Spider-Man always pulled his punches because he never wanted to like, legitimately hurt someone he just wanted to help people yeah you want to just rage about it so uh but like you also get like him and him and um shocker and like um jamie fox's character electro he's like electro Electro, sorry i I know i got him confused last time too same it's a common (laughs) misconception they're both electricity um, who cares and yellow they're both yellow yellow costumes thank you thank you um but yeah uh the Max fact that like he Herman was like Schultz. get it right the <laughs> fact that he was like max i always you know you always were a good guy i'm sorry you got treated the way you got treated but his his line about miles morales was hilarious yep. too. Yeah, i just thought you'd be black you know, you're, you're a spider-man <laughs> you're from the bronx i thought you'd be black, you black? Andrew Garfield was just oh like, sorry man i'm sorry man <laughs> I, I was laughing. I was like, yeah, it's, like it's okay. It. I know there's one out there somewhere. I'll like, yeah. <laughs> I loved all the uh, Andrew Garfield, like self-deprecating, just like alluding to the fact that he's not really 
a popular Spider-Man. Oh, I'm so lame. <laughs> the fact that Toby calls him amazing. Yeah, you're amazing. And then I even in the lab, whenever he's just like, I don't really have time for like Peter Parker things, like because you weren't a good Peter Parker. <laughs> I loved how he was like, Hey guys, just want to let you know, I love y'all. And they're just like, <laughs> Thanks. Or like the fact <laughs> Thank that, you. like, Thank you. Okay. The fact that, like, uh, Norman Osborne was like, he knew he fucked up when he took the serum or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, I miss my kid. Where's my kid? Like, what happened to me? You know, like, yeah, it, it's the fact that Norman knows that he's not a good person. Yeah. When he's, when goblin like, part of him kicks in. And like, like that's when, such a good when, character arc. For when May calls and then, Peter and they're at the, the shelter and you see, you see Norman as Norman and he is terrified. Of everything and then uh, Toby yeah. having the moment of like giving the fans of like what happened to you and MJ is like, well, it took a while, but we worked things out and we're happy. Yeah. Which they don't really say what happy means, but it, there's an indication that they're together, at yeah. least married or something like that. Something. It's like all those fans that are like 30 something years old now are like. But yeah, um, I feel like this movie did a really good job of giving everyone minus Doc Ock because he kind of already had his and he didn't really that's so they kind of took the focus away from him. Yeah. But giving everyone their and even Sandman arc. really, but giving yeah, everyone get, an art more that has a redemption. It gave point. Sandman more to do than I thought. Like he yeah. had slightly more to do than I thought. Same for Lizard. They didn't have much to do, but a little more than what I thought. Going but they, they they played them in well because honestly, like I felt like I felt like Sandman was probably going to be the weakest character in this in all of this because, as you know, Lizard was guy. the weakest probably. Yeah, but I, yeah. I I always felt like Sandman was the weakest one of all of all his villains. Yeah. in the original trilogy, um, so I was like, oh, like they they played them in well. He helped Spider Man initially a little bit, yeah, and uh, he was he was kind of like a voice of reason, but very defensive about things and i liked how everyone had like a different motive electro wanted to stay in this new world sandman yeah. just wants to go home he's like i ain't got time for this shit he's i like, have a daughter i have daughter. a daughter Give he doesn't want to do this shit no more yeah i'm just like i related to him i'm like man that's me at work get me yeah. <laughs> his conversation with electro too of like oh i fell into the bat of electric eels and he was like i fell in a sand pit he's like you gotta watch out for those he fell he fell in the in the super collider yeah. Oh yeah, you, you gotta watch where you're walking. Yeah, you know what you're walking. <laughs> Sandman um, kind of had a redemption at the end of three, two, didn't he? Yeah, Sandman yeah, did because Peter Parker pretty much forgave him because he yeah, knew he, he didn't mean yeah. to kill. Which kind of explains I, why he's helping out here. And then once he's yeah, Uncle ben. not his Peter, he's just like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Uncle Ben, I absolutely love that this version of spider-man doesn't have an uncle ben yeah at least that we know of and but, so i want i want to talk about but that. i love that they waited i also love that they waited until three now. movies to mm-hmm. finally do that arc of yeah the someone well the line of great power comes great responsibility which that moment when they all three say it to each other is beautiful as well also, but i love that it took them three movies to get to the the spider-man arc that everyone knows of his relative dies and that's what so pushes him forward of that line they finally said it correctly in the yep. original comic it was with great power there must also come great responsibility but every single version oh great power comes great responsibility 
they said it correctly. So I applaud them for that. So for me, I feel like that scene's probably like arguably like one of the strongest scenes in the MCU because like you said, uh, you know, the villains got their arc, but we get to look back on the arcs of the other two Spider-Man uh, characters and we're looking at them. We, like you said, you know, we, we hear Andrew Garfield talk about like he was in a dark place. He stopped, he stopped pulling his punches when they all reflect on their loss. Like, you know, he lost Gwen, you know, uh, Toby lost uh, uncle Ben and now Tom has lost Aunt May. So we're getting different, you know, they're losing different significant others. And Cole shared a, a pretty cool thing. And I had to look it up. We'll have to find it. Uh, we, you know, the growth of Tom Holland throughout these three movies, you know, the way they, they talked about it, it's from, from an eager kid wanting to be an Avenger to handling the responsibilities of being a hero and now realizing the true cost and, and the price to pay for doing the right thing for the greater right. good. Yep. The fact, you know, because we see him at his lowest point on this roof and he has no idea how to, you know, how to deal with it. That and, shot and, and, the- not, and the fact that not only did he lose Aunt May, he's lost Tony Stark as well, who was obviously a father figure for him and was a big fucking hit because now, you know, he was kind of living in a shadow of, Tony being amazing to him and how do I continue to to be a good hero if I don't have someone to look up to now I will say that uh the the one thing I really appreciate about that scene of all three of them on the roof you know talking about their lives their losses and things like that is the fact that and again not seeing the Andrew Garfield movies and all that but the fact that like Clearly, for Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, uh, Uncle Ben is his driving factor. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do that for Andrew Garfield. They made his driving factor the loss of Gwen. Right. They didn't do something similar. So they each have their own driving factor. And I'm glad that they're different because it for gives each, each character a different reason to do different things. Um, and just... It was a little. It was a little moment that I'm, I, I glad made it on screen and didn't get cut. But there's a little moment where Tom Holland started to say, you know, with the great power comes great responsibility line, and they quickly pan over to Tobey Maguire and he looks up and yeah. he's trying so hard and he does slightly, but he has to keep his composure. But he's trying so hard not to crack a smile during that scene it's such a quick little moment and yeah you're like, this is a guy who by the way was only paid one million dollars to appear in this movie which doesn't seem like a whole lot to be honest with oh you. really it's like yeah. a cup of coffee man <laughs> <laughs> well he made he made 46 million dollars on back-end deals for uh, yeah, spider-man yeah. 3 but yeah. to think about like to get robert downey jr and people like that to do these movies you got to pay this amount of money Tom Holland is obviously under a contract and gets paid this amount of money. But to think that like $1 million is all you had to pay Tobey Maguire to appear in a movie like this, like it does for us, it's a lot of money, but it really, in the grand scheme of like a Marvel movie, it doesn't seem like a lot of money. You know what I mean? (laughs) Probably just gave Andrew Garfield a sandwich or something. (laughs) I imagine, uh, I imagine Tobey Maguire getting off the phone and he looks in the mirror. He goes, they really like me. (laughs) <laughs> but i'm just wondering like do you think like i'm just i get that feeling of like 
he didn't only come back for the money he came back for, for the, the story, fans for the fans for the, for the story i would agree with that but yeah i felt like that that entire roof scene was probably one of the most powerful scenes we'll see in a marvel movie in a marvel movie and it and it gives you you know a moment of great character growth because we're seeing we're seeing andrew not andrew sorry we're seeing tom at his lowest point and like i said you know he wouldn't have anyone to turn to but now he does and he has you know people who've gone through the same thing and they can help him you know uh what's the word i'm looking for i think it my my favorite shot they can they they, they help him like just like you know understand the situation and to deal with it and the fact like like you said like when toby looked up because they said what great power and how his like they like the you can tell like their lies their eyes lit up for both him and andrew because they knew but what I'm was telling happening you, it's not like a character's eyes lighting up it's like it's toby it's, yeah it's toby him himself. and andrew yeah. lighting up yeah. and like, it was like, beautiful you know, man I, you know, it was just such a beautiful scene. And I was like, this is great. Right after that, they subtly do the meme without actually doing the meme. Yes. I was like, damn it. I wanted to, like, I really wanted. I'm glad they handled really it the way they did point. it. Yeah. Because they were like, he was like, hey, Peter, like, who you? Me? This yeah. Peter? Which Peter? But without them all standing in a circle. Going, I really wanted it so bad, though. <laughs> I wanted it so bad. Uh, yeah and then the conversation they have about webs and like do you ever get web blocked <laughs> he's like existential crisis <laughs> he's like wait how do you shoot it can you shoot it out of anywhere else <laughs> so it's just so awkward like awkward spider-man questions i was like jesus guys come on and the way that like the andrew garfield was really harping on him and then finally tom holland goes he's not like trying to be weirder we were just because we can't do that <laughs> <laughs> he had to clarify <laughs> I also love the scene where, like, when they're in the lab, and he goes, "Do you have your suit?" And Toby just goes, "Stop dressing like a cool youth pastor." Cool youth pastor <laughs> pulls his shirt pastor. down a little bit. There's the suit. I was like, "God damn it, man!" Also, Come while they're in the man. lab, uh, Ned's line, "Oh, I promise I won't turn into a supervillain trying to kill you." I get it. Good. that was probably just a joke. But I no, hit the, I'm telling the comics, you now because they haven't they confirmed that there's going to be a four, five, and six. Yeah, but in the com because in the comics, yeah, Ned, Ned becomes, becomes a fucking hobgoblin. hobgoblin. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm it. telling you now, it might be a joke now, but Marvel is very good about making lines that mean something. So something like yeah. that is not just going to be a throw. Yeah, yeah. You, here's the thing: you can't, you can't take everything with just a grain of salt because something might have meaning later. I want Hobgoblin as much as the next guy. Give me fucking Scorpion first. He's been rotten in prison since the end of Homecoming. Where the he's, fuck is he's Matt old, man? Yeah. He's Where's old. Matt Gargan or something they could do with Matt Gargan because it hap it's happened in the comics. Um, going back, going to the post credits with Venom, even though the way that we now have the symbiote in the MCU that was fucking stupid, cheap, and lazy, and I fucking hate it. Matt Gargan became Venom in the comics. Give his it is kind of funny though that the the whole factor of Venom being there is him trying to figure out the entirety of the MCU and how it works. Someone on Reddit made a great I'm, point. There is technically a Sinister Six in this movie. The sixth member just got drunk in in uh, yeah. fucking Mexico, huh? And didn't I, show up. I bet you Sony made that made that end credit. Oh, you know for oh, sure, one hundred percent. They made it that. plays it plays as badly as Venom Two played. 
Like, no. Sony, it's just Sony funny that he's it. just sitting there like, so wait, there's robots, and then you got a monster guy, and then like a purple alien, and just, <laughs> I imagine. it's like trying to explain like to a four-year-old what the MCU is. I imagine yes. they bring it in Kevin's like, this is this is the ensign you're going to add, and they're like, yep. And he's like, okay. Like, choice. <laughs> ah. Yeah, Scorpion in the comics, he gets the symbiote, and he becomes Venom, but Venom with a fucking scorpion tail. So give me that. Mm. Mm. Give me that, please. Hell yeah. Uh, I will say that like I during this movie, I smiled more than anything that I've ever smiled at during a MCU property at all. Like I was definitely this, smiling and giggling more. Yeah. Yeah. This movie after because the last movie, the last Marvel movie that I saw in theaters was it's a uh, end game after infinity stone, right? Or infinity, mm-hmm. infinity. war, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So yeah. So end game, like it, it's a depressing ass movie. Like, yeah, there's a happy yeah, moment. You, you defeat Thanos, but that was the last movie. I last Marvel. Oh no. I saw. Um, At what cost though? You know, no, no way home everything. was after that. Right. Yeah. No way home was after end game. Okay. So I saw no way home, but even then that was like, it ends on like a kind of downer note of like, how the fuck is Peter far, far get from out home. of this? this one's no way home far from home oh yeah far from home but it ends it ends on kind of like a downer note of like how is Peter gonna handle you know the fact that he just got outed yeah. um and then I haven't seen I started Shang-Chi and I got so bored that I turned it off oh dude it's so good <laughs> uh but but you like you and I were talking like you and I were talking the other day Tyler I left off on Thor and I and in the new year I'm gonna get back to my mcu education and give my honest like 100 percent opinions on watching the movies i don't really revel in the idea of watching black widow but like it's, thinking it's about better like, than it's better this than movie, anticipated this movie was the happy like pick me up movie that the mcu needed Maybe. after the last few years they've had yeah and i hope that I, I think the, the next movie will be what called Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Multiverse I don't Madness. see. I don't think Doctor Strange is going to be a happy movie like this. It's but I not. Hope, no. <laughs> but I hope this it's movie, not. I hope this movie kind of starts a trend in the MCU of giving us a really like. Even though it ends with like Peter at his lowest because now no one knows who he is, kind of deal and all that. It's still a happy ending because he was able to go see MJ and ned and see that they were all right yeah you yeah. kind of do like this is the happy pick-me-up movie that the mcu needs every phase yeah real quick because um, it's been bothering me cole you're talking about your favorite shot or something like that but you never got to finish the story <laughs> oh yeah yeah. <laughs> it's oh, literally been bothering favorite. me for like 20 minutes <laughs> one of my favorite shots in the movie it's right before i think it's like it's like right after aunt may dies it cuts and it's and it's J. Jonah Jameson like town like on the news like saying what happened. Mm-hmm. It's that shot in the rain, and I think it was in the trailers that shot in the rain of Peter just standing there, and it and it you know the camera transitions and you just see him standing there against this giant screen while Jameson's just yelling shit at him, just insulting yep. him, and I'm just like that shit like that scene. I I love that scene. Did you notice that the costume he wore, J. Jonah Jameson wore? during the, the whole like apartment complex like scene was the same exact uh uniform he or wardrobe he wore when he was watching venom and sandman fight spider-man in the third movie can we talk about jay jonah 
for a bit. I love Alex Jones. So I, I, yeah, I read this the other day. So J.K. Simmons said he would love to come back. He always loves to do J. Jonas Jameson. It's his favorite role that he's ever done in his life. And he said he, when the Marvel people first contacted him to reprise the role, he was like, yes, I will do it, but I can't be a news hound anymore. Like we're later on in life. No one reads the newspaper let me be like a podcaster, social media person, something like that. So it was J.K. Simmons's idea to make him the Alex Jones of the That's MCU, amazing. like the guy that like is just screaming on a podcast. I <laughs> and I love, I love that they did it that way because he's exactly right. Like no one reads the newspaper anymore. So I love that he was like, yeah, I guess in his apartment, some of like that. Because I was like, at first I was like, what the, f- what the fuck? Like this isn't the bugle. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, okay, cool. And he's the he's the crazy fucking podcaster yeah. guy now. And it works so well for Jameson because it works that's so all well he fucking does is just but like. This also leaves leaves the question of is that this earth because what Peter Parker is what Tom Holland Peter Parker is in is called Earth Six One Six. Yeah. So does that mean that the J Jonah Jameson of Earth Six One Six is like this, but the other like it, it's not the same J Jonah Jameson as what we got originally right like I'm it's right not, Toby it's the earth they don't because it because in that one of course i mean peter's it's working a different for him timeline yeah he's working yeah. for him he's older that was, he's more, that was like the one yeah. missed opportunity they should have had like toby like but it, but like yeah. i said cole if it's this is the earth 616 version of J. Joe jameson it makes yeah. sense yeah oh yeah but no. yeah i'm with you it would have been kind of cool like if they Toby ran into each other, go, Jonah, <laughs> or something like that. And he's like, Fire Man. <laughs> but my thing is, like, I could not get over the fact that he was balding and I felt like his mustache was just so cheesed. And I was like, I hated looking at him, but I couldn't stop looking at him the whole time. Like this... Alex Jones. <laughs> like Alex Jones. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I was so happy to hear him, Spider Man. You know, just. They cut out one of his lines because there was a there was a commercial and it shows lizard like breaking out of the truck and in the commercial is that a dinosaur but in the movie it's just like do you see that yeah i was like oh yeah okay, you say it <laughs> um but yeah i thought his his version here was just so good i think it was very spot on it was hilarious it was perfect for him and they kept um, the alliteration and all that like yeah uh, his like his tone the way he he yeah. delivers everything was still the same i was like God, so good but yeah, yeah i like that so, they kept him crazy like that speaking of earth 616 that marvel has officially like said that the character of black panther is retired to Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman in Earth 616. Mm-hmm. So the next time you see someone take up the mantle of Black Panther will not be in Earth 616 because It'll be a different universe. that character belongs to Chadwick Boseman in this. Yeah. And that's why I feel like multiverse is going to be such a big deal because, you know, granted, we don't, we're, we're not seeing everyone who's in the film yet. This could be their introduction to show you know a different black panther so maybe we get killmonger as as panther instead or we get the sister i forget her name sorry um suri if we get her as panther which probably won't <laughs> yeah have you not yeah. heard anything about yeah. that no what happened she's uh she's so very she got, anti-vax yeah oh. so she got injured on set uh-huh. really early on in the filming process uh-huh. went home to the uk they said she couldn't come back to the country no matter what, unless she was vaccinated. She's super anti-vax. 
so she's just staying in the UK. Oh wow! I didn't, and no, I didn't hear that. The 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 production has been on like hiatus for like almost six months now, mm-hmm. but they officially oh, announced it like a couple weeks ago that it was on hiatus, and yeah. so Marvel's kind of like scrambling. Like, what the fuck do we do? Give it a. Here's what you do. Give it a Michael B. Jordan. You you give Umbaku. Yeah. Oh, that'd be yeah. freaking cool too. Uh, I didn't know that. So yeah, okay, it's boy. I guess um, that changes things. I will want. I do want to say this about uh, the next, you know, Doctor Strange movie. I will go see. It. I didn't like the first movie too much the first time I saw it. I like, but it. that's because I wasn't like a fan of like the the world turning upside down and stuff. Like after a while, I'm like, <laughs> you, you don't know? like Inception? I hated Inception, dude. You thought you hated Inception? Watch never me. seen Inception. You think you never saw Inception? Uh, the Matrix is better than Inception. <laughs> Just saying. You think the Matrix is better than Inception? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> point is, I'm I'm excited, I'm excited for, and this is the same reason I was excited for the first Black Panther, not for the movie, not for the character or anything like that, but for the director doing it. I love Ryan Coogler, so I went to go mm-hmm. see Black Panther. I absolutely love Sam Raimi. One of my favorite moments in all the comic book movie history is in that hospital scene of Spider Man Two where the arm, Doc Ock's arms are fighting the nurses and everything. You shared that and link, and that man, is, that was fucking wild. It's such a cheesy... It, it's cheesy because that's what you get with, with Sam Raimi. Like, think of uh-huh. Evil Dead and how cheesy that is. But it's so dark at the yeah. same time. And the only reason it was able to get done the way in, like, still celebrated to this day as a really good scene, I this is coming from a film nerd perspective, too, it's because it was practical effects. It wasn't a CGI effect. And that's like, I absolutely want to see Multiverse of Madness because Sam Raimi's directing it, but I'm also scared at the amount of CGI he's going to have to use to pull off this movie. It gets certain things done, yeah. He can only do so much practically for a Marvel movie, but you can't flip the world upside down. I mean, yeah, you can. because Well, now with that... Now that is he. Think about, think about the original uh, Friday or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. It's in order to do the scene where Johnny Depp gets sucked into the bed and then like the blood spills onto, they literally built the room and then turned it upside down so the blood would come down, but look like yeah, you can do that, but I don't think Marvel's going to be like eh, computer looks better. They <laughs> might. I mean, maybe you know. I guess it depends. Um, I feel like. Christopher Nolan was very is very good at doing that. I mean, in the Dark Knight, he fucking flips an eighteen wheeler forward. So amazing. He, he flips an eighteen wheeler. Cut the forward. music. Just let the fucking. Uh, and I know. And now that you mentioned it, I know you said you haven't seen Inception, but there is a scene in the movie. No, I've seen Inception. Cole okay. hasn't. Okay, Cole. So in Inception, there's a scene where Joseph Gordon-Levitt's fighting a fighting a guy in a in the hotel in a in a hallway in a hotel, and the world is rotating around them. And so they're like, they're fighting all of a sudden they're like on the walls and they're doing this number, but they built uh, like a hallway like that. And the, it actually rotated the entire yeah, hallway. You know, Wes Craven originated that idea for Nightmare on Elm Street. Cool. Did he? Okay, with, it's from, from that, like, I guess the, the yeah, bed they literally okay. They literally built Johnny Depp's character's room and like they needed the, the blood way? to kind of flow upside down, but look like it was shooting up. Uh-huh. So like the That's beds on the cool. ground. So they literally built the set and then flipped it so the blood would fall down and filmed it as a way as if the blood was shooting up. Shooting up. Okay, that's pretty neat. 
but yeah, I always thought that was a cool scene in Inception because they're they're using a fucking long hallway and they have these dudes, you know, you know, in straps and so like that rotating and fighting down the hallway. I always thought that was always a cool scene. So I like speaking of cool hallway fighting scenes, though, that scene of Goblin versus Spider Man fighting throughout oh the apartment. Oh my god! Complex. Oh my god! And you know the best part? Oh Jesus Christ, dude! You, yeah, the best part about that scene is the fact that William Defoe said he would not do this movie um, unless he could do his own stunts. And so you're exactly thinking like this fifty year old man is just slamming Peter Parker 65. through the damn ground? Sixty fucking five. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That was my next line. Like. He can't. He wanted to come back. And he wanted to get his fucking hands dirty, and homeboy got his hands dirty in that fucking fight. Norman's on sabbatical. Huh? <laughs> oh, he said that. I was like, "You bastard!" Oh my god. When and that, like, yeah, when when they're inside the condo, and and Tom, like, they start getting their spidey sense, like, like you know, here's in there. He's like, "You get the tingle too." He's like, but he's like, he's like, something doesn't feel right. Like something's not right. And he's like walking around the room, like if he smelled something wrong yep. and they're just like what's wrong and then he shoots the web at at norman and he starts to go on into his dialogue as as the goblin i was like oh, oh fuck here so we neat. go that's a neat trick i oh, was so good and then the flick to the fight scene he plows him through the you know a floor down and they're going through it i was like geez he goes through like three floors yeah he goes through a few, <laughs> a few floors but the first time he puts him through i was like oh yes yeah. I was and like, Norman, your body, buddy. You're old. Blows up the fucking building. No good deed goes unpunished. I, I am kind it. of, unless I unless I completely missed it or just not remembering it, but I am kind of bummed that they cut his whole dialogue that he has of like, Peter, I know you're trying to make a decision or whatever it is that they show that they have him say in the trailer. Oh, no. Did they cut yeah, that from the there. final it's product? No, it's when in there. It? Um, it's in the apartment. Yeah, it's all in that apartment scene. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I just need, you, I need to go just, watch him because uh, because no, the trailer struggling to have everything you want while the world yeah. is trying to make you choose. The trailer they showed over a different scene, so you probably yeah. you're you're probably associating it with that scene unknowingly, and so you think it should have been there, but no, it was it was in the apartment. The same thing because he's like, oh, these aren't these aren't curses like they're gifts, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you guys think about the characters that you could see? When Doctor Strange is like, they're coming through, but I can't stop Raven them. the Hunter, original Rhino, Black mm-hmm. Cat. There are probably some others. Those were the three I saw. Those were give, the three I've only seen. Give me Paul Giamatti though. Rhino. Dude, no. please. For the <laughs> Paul Giamatti I Rhino. like how they mentioned him, though. Because, like, yeah, okay. They did mention- I do know yeah, that, like, the, the ending of, was it Amazing Spider-Man 2 was yeah. the scene where the kid comes up and goes, where have you been? He's like, I've been gone, but thank you for keeping, like, my point or something like that yeah thank and then you he goes it. and fights the rhino like that's a cool scene for a spider it is a cool because, scene because like this little kid's looking up to him kind of deal like yeah. i want to be like you but like the fact that they did mention is like i fought a russian guy in a metal rhino costume one time <laughs> i didn't know that scene existed until before i saw uh no way home at alamo whenever they do like their little like catch-up thing Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh, I'm so fucking glad I didn't see this movie. <laughs> Wait, and so that, and that's at the last that's the last scene of that movie. All, do they the play all three the plus the two amazing Spider-Mans? Or no, do they it's, just play it's just like a guy like kind of narrating like what's going on, like up to oh, this point nice. and stuff like that. Yeah, like, Alamo uh, needs Alamo that for the fucking Matrix, apparently, because Alamo is super good it. about doing yeah. about doing doing stuff like that. Like like they recap, they'll 
they'll give you like, hey, like, you know, a, like a three minute video. Like, this is basically what what happened. You know, yeah. this is what we're leading up to. Their Alamo is so fucking great about mm-hmm. doing shit like that. And every but, time they mentioned uh, Harry Osborne, they showed uh, Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. That's amazing. I was like, like Fuck this, this is Jake beautiful. Franco guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's problematic right now. Let's do uh, Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> no, <laughs> Someone but, less uh, problematic. <laughs> but but that's also probably why he wasn't asked to come do Green Goblin or Hobgoblin or whatever. I'm so glad you because Franco him, was in this fucking film. Him and Tobey yeah. Maguire legitimately hate each other. Yep. Good. Seth Rogen hates him now too, man. (laughs) Like, uh, um, so during the production of the three movies they were in together, uh, fucking James Franco would think he was funny and like call him like stupid and like just like joke about his appearance and stuff like that. And eventually, uh, Toby McGuire was like, fuck off. Like, just leave me alone. (laughs) Like, think about it. You're the side character. I'm the main character, and you're yeah. and you're shitting who's, on me, dude. Yeah, <laughs> who's Spider Man in this movie? Exactly, like, come yeah. on. I but he vowed. But Toby Maguire, Osborne, right? <laughs> but Toby Maguire vowed after the third movie that he would never work with James Franco ever again. Good, oh, wow. honestly. So I know we talked about it in the trailers, like because we see in the in the trailer we saw like a hooded goblin, and we we were thinking maybe it's. Maybe it's Franco as Hobgoblin. Or what's his face? Dana Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad. I'm glad it wasn't, though. I'm glad it wasn't. I'm glad it was Willem Dafoe. But rocking the... It made him feel more comic book-esque with the the purple hood, the way he would have been in the comics. I wish he kept the goggles on slightly longer. The goggles were cool. I was like, okay. I do. Like, I know fans were like, man, why is he in his costume again? I do like that they were, like... It wouldn't. It wouldn't make sense if he came through the world. Yeah, not yeah, in like, that costume. Like, what would you yeah. want to come in? Oc, like Doc Ock came in with his stuff. Like why wouldn't yeah, you want? He it? came in the jacket with the arms already attached. Uh, it worked out. I wish Lizard would have had a a lab coat on though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That'd have been nice. That'd have been a nice touch. Um, but no, like I, I, I thought I was so glad that James Franco wasn't in this fucking movie. And I'm glad that they kept Defoe and they got him a little bit more true to to comic form with the with the with the purple hoodie. Um, and speaking of comic, more comic form, did y'all notice uh, Tom's final Spider-Man suit that he was rocking at the end there? Oh my god! It was a combination <laughs> of the other twos. It was a combination. It was of the, the bright, two. vibrant color of I think Andrews with the it comic like book more aesthetic of Toby's, and it has like a it had to like the the shiny blue, and it felt very like it felt so. I love that scene was amazing though because like think think about it as a Make whole. He moves into an apartment. He moves into an apartment that's very much like Toby's apartment in the first. It was, yeah, it was tri- yeah. first version of Spider Man. I was really hoping we get the, when that happened. I was waiting for yeah. that guy to show up too. I was waiting for him to open the door. I was waiting for him to open the door more and be like, "Let's do on the first of month." <laughs> you kind of heard some like Russian voices like fighting in the. You background. did. You hear some so Russian like, voices oh. in the background. So I was like, "It's happening." <laughs> but, but no, like, I do like that. Like he spent that time with the two other Spider-Mans and it inspired him 
to make this costume to honor yeah. them yeah. like it that scene where they're all hugging at the end and like you're my brother kind of deal like we're we're the same person but you're my brother yeah like, that was such a good scene and i'm i'm glad that like one of them got injured but wasn't like killed yeah i, thought uh, it was I think funny that would have been like, too much i, I thought it was funny before. though how, how... When toby got stabbed everyone in my theater is fucking silent except for me you just hear me going no like i lost <laughs> i would you fucking would, Cole. You fucking No, would. I lost my shit, dude. Bro, bro, the scene of him like, hey, can you crack my back? <laughs> I've always had back issues. And they're just like cracking each other. It's like, yeah, it feels really good. <laughs> I thought I thought it was funny though, because like Andrew was always holding Toby up. He goes, Yeah, right. He goes, Oh, I'm hurting. Like, I'm fucking I'm I'm in pain over here, buddy. Yeah. You'll be all right. You'll be okay. <laughs> but yeah, like the fact that you know Tom moves into an apartment the way that looked like Toby's. And that he redesigned the suit, and it just if like the, it just felt like such a perfect looking suit because it you know it felt. I mean, he made it himself. No, he just made it himself. He made it himself. It felt very comic book like. It had that shine in the blue, like it was. And yeah, that that closing scene where he's he's you know he's wet, he's swinging through the city. That's a very much Sam Raimi Spider Man ending. Yeah, I was like, this is such a good fucking scene, and then it ends, and I was like, that was really, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is technically a Christmas movie. I'm not gonna give it no, no, (laughs) because it goes. I say technically, it goes through multiple times of the year. I'm not late. I'm not gonna grant it the rank of master for for Christmas movie on that one. Time travels like really fast in this movie. I realized that today. Yeah. Like yeah. they just start school and like, oh, here's your college acceptance letters, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, and then when <laughs> when uh, yeah, when but they sl- go to a they go to like a super nerd school and all that. So like, but it's, it's so fast. Yeah. They're probably applying early and shit like that. Yeah, but like thing is like you know they're like oh school started and next thing we know he's swinging through a ball. It's Halloween. Yeah, but they're yeah. swinging to the mall. They're playing Christmas music. I was like, wait, it's December? <laughs> yeah. And then, it's... like, it's just everything's fast going pretty quickly. And then we Did get you guys to the notice end. what uh, Flash Thompson's book was called, by the way? Flash Flashpoint. Point. I was like, hey. <laughs> that sounds very familiar. Also, do you know why the Scooby-Doo line is in the movie? No. No. Cole doesn't know. Wow, that's shocking. Wait. So. No, I don't. Yeah, and this is why it's shocking, because back when um, Disney, correct me if I'm wrong, Disney did Who Framed Roger Rabbit, right? Yeah, it was a collaboration between, it was Disney and uh, Spielberg's company, Amblin, but it was... Okay, Yeah, but so back when Disney did that, they did a handshake deal with whatever company owns Scooby-Doo. Um, Brothers? Yeah. To get characters to appear in Who Framed Roger Rabbit on the, and the handshake was, all right, we'll let you do this, but we want some of your characters to appear in Space Jam. That was the handshake deal, right? Disney. I don't think, no, I don't... no, shh. I'm going to school you here, kid. Disney went back on that deal. And so they've been trading jabs at each other for years. And this was just another jab Disney had at the Scooby-Doo people. So that's why he put Scooby-Doo shit in there because it was just a little jab that they like to throw at each other. I, if you don't believe me, look up the, look up the trivia on IMDb. 
I'm not saying I don't believe you. The timelines just don't add up at all. Because I'm telling you, look it up. Also, this Roger is a Sony Rabbit movie. Was technically. June of '88. Space Jam was November of '96, sir. There's eight an eight year difference there. I well, highly doubt Space Jam was being worked on for eight fucking years. All right. I know, man. Point is, I, I know more than you. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. I second that. Also, this is a Sony movie, not a Disney movie. So it's Technically, a, it's both. It's a Marvel-Sony collaboration. I am striking Marvel the trivia from the record. Under the umbrella of Disney's watchful eye. You're talking sorry, I, sorry, sorry. Under, under Disney's all-seeing eye over Mordor. Boom. I brought in Lord of the Rings. It is, it is done. You're welcome. Yeah, because Cole did mention Simpsons podcast earlier that we did. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's all three. All right. Trifecta. <laughs> Tyler needs a signature thing to do now. I'm here. I know. Tyler's pretty much going to join the show. <laughs> no, at this his point. signature thing is to tell you to fuck off, Joe. Nah, he tells me that fuck all off, the time. Joe. He tells me that all the time. <laughs> that's not, that's nothing new. Um, man, honestly, like, I don't know. Like, I can, I can go on and on about this movie. Same. But, um, same. Wait, don't in the podcast yet, because I really want to pull this up on IMDb and We're fucking the school. Two hours. Holy shit. We're I don't hours. give a shit. I'm gonna school okay. Cole on this shit. Okay, I'll I'll keep ranting. You do that. Let's go for three so, hours. Fuck it. Let's go for three hours. <laughs> let's make this a trilogy. <laughs> Cole, you said you wanted five hours anyway. Let's fucking go, boy. Hell yeah. yeah Longer the better. No, seriously, like let's keep like what other stuff did you guys enjoy about the movie or didn't like about the movie? Because I know you guys are arguably bigger fans than oh, well not arguably but you guys are bigger fans of the marvel cinematic universe than i am so like what's some things that you didn't enjoy didn't enjoy not a lot weird take <laughs> i'm not I, okay i i don't know like for some like i don't know what it was but it's like i wasn't vibing with how zendaya was doing mj the whole time but I think it's just because I now that I think of Zendaya, I think of the show uh, Euphoria. Euphoria. So like, show. like I think of okay. her and I think I think of just like drug addict who's trying to sober up for love, and I'm just like, but sober like she, you know, Peter, and she's she's a little, <laughs> but she's just a little weird. And now I feel like now that they're given they gave her even more lines in this movie, I'm just like, mm. all right. I think it's just a little weird. Trivia real quick. Go ahead, Cole. You're not leaving, are you? Cole, get back up. Cole, get back over here. Because this is the whole. This is the whole reason. That's for you, buddy. This is all for you, Damien. All right, you ready? Anyone? Yeah. Damn. Okay. The line of dialogue said by Doctor Strange, "Scooby Doo, this shit," is not quite as improvised and random as it sounds. Doctor Strange is a Marvel character whose rights are now owned by the Disney Corporation, Mm -hmm. whilst the animated detective dog character of Scooby Doo is owned by the rival studio Warner Brothers. There has been a long-standing feud between these giants since the mid 1990s, when Disney when Disney reneged reneged yeah on a gentleman's agreement between the two after Warner's let Disney use some of their Looney Tune characters for the Disney live action slash cartoon mashup Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Disney reneged on the agreement when Warner's wanted a Disney character to officiate the basketball game in their future film, Space Jam. Oh, that would have been creating cool. Creating bad they did that. blood between the two studios. Since then, both studios have been inserting subtle digs at each other in their family films to annoy their respective boards and lawyers. 
this line said by Doctor Strange is the latest in a long line. Whilst the movie like is it. a Disney slash Sony co-production, no, it is not said by Peter Parker or Spider-Man as Disney does not own the rights to that character. So had little control over the Sony owned property. So that's like why it. Dr. Strange said it versus. I like it. Uh, so, so to avoid more conf- uh, confrontation, Sony doesn't say it. Odd. Marvel says it. Nice. Who owned Disney at the time when this happened? I imagine Walt with the fucking heater in the mouth and the Warner brothers. He's like, good, sir. Hey buddy. Hey, you want to, <laughs> you want to, you want to strike up a little deal here, but you know, you can get something going here. And they're like, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> it would have been Michael. I, I well, who who the fuck would have been in charge? Probably That's what I was like thinking. Eisner. Michael Eisner. Right? Yeah. yeah. Eisner. Yeah. Let's, Eisner. Let's, let's let's pretend. It's so cool. like not not saying that like well, you know, Space anyway. Jam was in like you know trying no, to. No, I get what you're saying. Now, but yeah, they agreed for like a future film, and Space Jam just happened to be that future film. I get what you're saying now. That would have been that would have been pretty fucking cool though if like a Disney character officiated the the game for Space Jam. <laughs> All right, bugs. Good luck in the big game. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh boy! Oh. oh, okay. Actually, uh, Brady These balls are huge. Brady struggling to say reneged got me thinking about something Cole posted. Uh, Cole, you were complaining about you really hope they don't retcon the ending of this movie. Why is that? Because okay. it's exactly what he wanted. It's exactly yeah, how yeah, this like and, this. And honestly, I, they would be really stupid to go back on this. Yeah. Why, no, I was, what makes I you think they would it, even do that, though? Well, like, I was why? just comparing it because the ending of this movie is similar to the ending of the first Fantastic Beast movie, which did any of you see that? Nope. <laughs> I saw it, but I don't remember it. And I'm one now that I just finished the Fantastic Beast, the first one. Uh, the, the first one was good. The second one was good. I, I, I just finished the Harry Potter series, like a binge watch of them. And I really want to go back and watch Fantastic Beasts. Now that I kind of like read into the okay. lore more, I'm going to reread the books and everything. And then I'm going to do a book a month and then watch the movie. Oh man. Okay. Let's talk. Let's I'm talk so Harry excited. Potter. I'll talk okay. Harry Potter books. Steven. I'm so dude. I forgot how fucking good that mo- the, the, the whole series is the books, the movies, so fuck JK good. Rowling. Fuck JK Rowling hard. But no, well, not like that. But you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk all day about the book. Because I'm cause... like fucking. I'm like I'm like sitting there. I'm like they're fucking talking about Grindelwald and fucking Deathly Hollows. No, that was me. That was me, dude. That was me. That was me in the fucking theater. I'm like, yeah. And now I'm like reading that like McGonagall shows up in fucking Crimes of Grindelwald, but the timeline doesn't make sense because she because in Sorcerer's Stone they show a plaque for her yeah. from 1971, but the Grindelwald takes place in 1927. She's like, how the fuck is she a teacher at Hogwarts but winning student plaques in 1971? I, I, like, I feel like the timing is weird for for the Fantastic Beasts make, because it makes sense because you know why? Who wrote those screenplays? J.K. Rowling. Yeah, <laughs> like to fuck up her own timeline fucking, on a daily think basis. Think about the fucking fucking cursed child and how like Cedric Diggory is now a Death Eater or some shit. Fuck that. Because I'm look I'm looking at Dumbledore. I'm like, when does this? When does this? Wait, handsome yo, man, when does this handsome man child. become a, a fucking? Yeah. So, so the cursed child literally is about Harry and Draco's kids mm-hmm. traveling time. They go to the Tri Risening Tour Cup, like Goblet of Fire. Mm-hmm. They do something that fucks up Cedric Diggory, pisses him off, and then, by the way, Harry Potter's dead at this point. Like Voldemort just straight kills him already. 
So now they have like a Voldemort celebration day and Umbridge takes over um, Albus Dumbledore's spot. Man. But yeah, well, they do something uh, this is to my piss. Final episode of the podcast. Goodbye. That broke they me. do something to piss Cedric Diggory off and he decides to join the Death Eaters. And instead. don't Voldemort and Bellatrix, I think I heard they have a fucking kid or some shit. Yeah, but I don't think that's part of the like curse. I think that's just like backhand lore that, ah. but like, but but think about crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah, crimes of Grindelwald. There's a Lestrange in crimes of Grindelwald, yeah. Grindelwald but Grindelwald. It, it, it it's not like the lineage of like how she's actually connected to Bellatrix is like so muddied. Yeah. But no, like the reason I brought that up is uh the fur in the first Fantastic Beast. Yo, let's talk about Harry Potter. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm laughing. I'm laughing. I'm at just my joke. mad now. I'm laughing at my joke. That did you hear, Tyler? No. Okay, because because Cole <laughs> no said no your stupid ass joke. Cole goes, does does Voldemort and Bellatrix have a kid? I said, who knows? Oh, ha! Huh. I get it. Because he doesn't have one. I he doesn't it. have one. Good. <laughs> Why are you mad, Tyler? You mad because the fucking J.K. Rowling's <laughs> yes. dumb bitch? <laughs> She ruined a good thing. She's ruined. It's so it's so bad that this lady who started writing such a culturally impactful novel on a fucking napkin. It was is now known as cliff. is wrote, now known as who she who must not be named. Like I'll she, say Voldemort yeah, all wrote, day. I she wrote a generational name. spanning, <laughs> you know, series that you know the fandom has grown to be so vast and you know and they, i'm so glad the fandom took over and was like fuck you <laughs> yeah they've taken over yep. and like honestly i feel like ever since they created the wizarding world like the website and all that stuff like that like i'm like yeah that's, that's where it kind of lost me because i feel like she got more into control and now she's just doing stupid yeah. shit no 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 so they used to be called jk rowling's wizarding world they yeah. dropped jk rowling from it but so originally wizarding world is its own thing yeah, but originally yeah. when 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 they um, came out with that, I was already like, meh, like I don't want stupid her to turf anymore. bitch. I will say, I will say this the the only other other than creating the entire series, like fuck everything she said afterwards, other than creating the entire series, the second best thing she's ever done in her life was telling Alan Rickman Snape's story bef- years before we even got it. Mm-hmm. So he could create the character and act the character with that in his mind so like this the 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 line of always snape knew that alan rickman you knew that like 10 years before she actually wrote it right because she knew where she was going to go with the character yeah she had she told alan rickman yeah she told alan rickman how snape's stories played out and the only actor she told the full story to just so he could act it and fucking alan rickman man oh my he's god so good yeah like i know people are like yeah he's hans gruber and all that i can like i i love and he was in love actually and i love him in love actually i love him as hans gruber but i will never not see he's snape, snape. Yep. he is separate he's, snape that he's the robot from hitchhiker's god as well yep marvin did you I, re- I read marvin. a i read a thing on imdb during the production of the fifth movie Alan Rickman banned the guy who played uh, Seamus, I think, and Rupert Grant from writing his brand new BMW that he just got because during the production of the fourth movie, they spilled a milkshake in his other car and he didn't want them near it. (laughs) 
<laughs> so awesome. Could you imagine fucking Alan Rickman rolling up in his black robes and everything? And He's a like, big... How dare you, fucking little idiot, spit up, you know, it's all an object in the back of my car. What hey, Alan, can we get a ride? No. 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 Are, you, are you mad at us, Alan? Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Always. Uh, what was I going to say, uh, going back to JK, that, that's one of those, you know, love the art, hate the artist type of things. Yeah. She was because, great until the the last book came out, and then she just started revising everything verbally. I will say, I will say, the one thing is she revised does make a lot of sense, though, is the fact that Dumbledore's gay. Like, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And but like, then after really... that, she just went off the rails with it, and then she started hating trans people. So fuck her. Yeah, she like. Yeah, and that, that, I, that that's what makes no sense for me. I'm like, you're gonna make. You know, one of your biggest. Well, I characters. said this in the group chat to these two the other day, and I didn't say it to you, Tyler, but like, I, I don't like fandoms. I usually find fandoms toxic because. Oh, yeah, no. Shitty. Totally agree. But Harry Potter mm-hmm. is the one fandom that I actually like because, yeah, there's toxicity within it, but they're the only fans to take whatever the creator make made and run with it and not let her dictate what's what. Yeah, like I'd, a good portion of the fandom are like, fuck the cursed child. Like, what was that? Yeah. I think y'all were talking about that on the last episode, right? About how like you have people who love a like a fandom or whatever, but they also hate the fandom. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I mean that's that's always gonna be our thing, like when it comes to Star Wars. Yeah. And you you know, Tyler, like yeah, you know, we we love the series, we hate the fans because they're yeah. they I'm it. I'm part of like the worst fandoms. I'm a Star Wars fan who hates Star Wars fans. I'm a Red Sox fan who hates Red Sox fans. I'm a Kiss fan who hates Kiss fans. <laughs> so I get right. it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that you know, her she's gone into that into that love the art, hate the artists. You know, like like me with Brian Singer. Like I hate that like his movies, but you know, I like his movies. But he's a fucking me piece with of shit. like listening to like Burzum and stuff like. Fucking Varg is a piece of shit racist. <laughs> but I can't deny that he kind of makes good music. After fucking uh, Lords of Chaos came out, I found out oh he my had God, a YouTube I channel. That movie. <laughs> oh, God. I found out Varg had a YouTube channel. and That's another I, fandom, I, though, right there. Yeah, I fell down a rabbit hole Shoot, just like watching Shoot, his Norwegian black metal. <laughs> and like, you'd be watching it and you're like, you know what? He's making some good points. And then all of a sudden, he goes like on some rant about Jews, and you're like, "Up, oh, never mind. You just right. lost all those points." The Jew, you're like, "All right, buddy, hit the brakes." There. What'd you think of Lords of Chaos? Like, are you a, like, are you a big oh, black it's... metal fan, or you just kind of listen to it? Or I, I like some bands. I wouldn't say I'm a black metal can we, fan. Can we talk about that real quick? We got time for that. We got time for that. All right, Lords of Chaos. All right, Lord's so Chaos, yeah, it's a terrible movie, but I love have, it. Yeah, have... <laughs> I don't okay, think so it's terrible. Brady... I don't. Brady and Tyler, have y'all seen Until the Light Takes Us, the documentary about all of them? Long time ago, but yes. Okay, so I was expecting it to be a little bit more like that because that's that's a lot of information that you know is based on them, and of course you see the actual interviews from from the guys. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is obviously more dramatically played out, but I'll never forget because Tyler, we saw it at the same time. Yep. Uh, we were in the same theater, but when he blows, you guys his got head, to see it in theaters. 
Yeah. yeah. Alamo did one Whoa. showing of it. Yeah. And we, Lucky. We got tickets. It was sold I had to out. wait till it came on Amazon. It was sold uh, out. Yeah. Uh, and me, like, I went in a, like, a fucking t-shirt like this and was like, just normal, you know, casual dress. Dudes were coming in there with their fucking leather spikes and stuff. Yeah. Like that. I was like, <laughs> your fucking was, battle belts and shit. Battle belts. I was thinking, I was like, okay, we get it. We're watching a movie about black metal. You don't have to dress the part. We fucking know why you're here. But when when he's in the when he's in his house and he slits his wrist and he shoots his head off, I remember one like it happens and he's just there. Like you hear the bah, and he's just there. You just hear one guy in the crowd go, "Holy what shit, dude!" <laughs> he like 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 if he wasn't expecting it, like he was just like, "Holy shit, dude!" And I'm just like, "Did you not know this is it? Like you know it happens. Yeah. What do you expect?" <laughs> the best part of that scene was, uh, I'm like I said, I'm not a big black metal fan, but I I know the story of mayhem. I went with my roommate who he knew good amount of it, his, and his, his girlfriend who knew awesome nothing history. about mayhem. And so we get to that scene <laughs> and he blasts himself in the face and stuff like that. I see my roommate's girlfriend turn to look at him. And then my roommate looks at me and I was just like, eh, yeah, it, this was a thing. <laughs> yep. It happens. <laughs> so, uh, not to brag or anything. Um, but I actually did a review on the Lords of chaos that was liked by Jonas Ockerlin who's the director oh, who is the whoa. former drummer of Balthory, by the way nice um but he's more known for documenting or doc doing directing documentary films for justin bieber and katie perry oh interestingly enough yeah um <laughs> i like black metal i like mayhem i think they have good albums like their first few albums their later albums i don't really like burzum has some good like fuck varg but his music's okay yeah. um He's a problematic person, but again, separate the art from the artist. Um, and like, I'm not like super black metal fandom of like true Norwegian black metal is the only black metal. Yeah. <laughs> but it is only the true, because yeah, it's only two Norwegian black metal. That's the best because metal. I think one of the best, <laughs> I think one of the best <laughs> black metal bands isn't even Norwegian. They're fucking American. It's Wolves in the Throne Room listen to their shit it's amazing so this is what i said about lords of chaos uh i'll read it word for word i said because someone asked oh i'm so interested and they were like oh what'd you think i said i enjoyed it a lot Jonas hockerlin didn't make anyone a good guy at all especially vark yeah (laughs) and he did a really good job in remind in reminding you that at the time these dudes were still practically children Mm -hmm. they were young very impressionable if you know the story going in, you will definitely enjoy it more knowing like the myths and the rumors behind it and all that. Yeah. Um, the tagline of based on truth and lies is good because they cover both known facts about the early Norwegian black metal and some of the myths, which is the fact that dead blows his brains out and then Euronymous takes the skulls and makes necklaces out of it that's yeah. not that's really like <laughs> a lot of people said it happened but there was really no yeah. proof that it actually, no proof happened. That actually happened because yeah. some people it's said illegal. it's uh yeah some people said it's like chicken bones and stuff like that <laughs> um i was also super happy to hear this is the funny 
when the movie was coming out, Mayhem was super like, fuck this movie. Blah, 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 blah. They're not going to use our music. But they actually got Mayhem to sign off on actually using their music. So I was super happy to hear. Because Money Talks, man. Mayhem's actual music in the movie, which is funny because this, the one scene that they show Mayhem in the studio recording music, mm-hmm. the lead singer that they have is the, the current lead singer's son. Oh, no shit. Okay, cool. Um, I was, uh, so something that I said, I was also super happy to hear Mayhem's actual music in the movie, something the internet, mostly Varg kept saying, wasn't going to happen. There's a few intense scenes in it and knowing they were coming. I was still like, Whoa, there's also parts that make you start to wonder if maybe a certain thing actually happened. It's very well. It's a very well-made film, in my opinion, has some unwarranted prejudgment on it, and it does. Like the guys who are like true black metal are gonna hate that movie, but like someone like me that like just enjoys the music and knows some of the stories, it's not a bad movie. No, it it was over the top, but I thought it was good. I thought it was a good movie. It's 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 way over the top. Yeah, it's super over the top. Way over the top. But I thought it was. But so is the story of black metal. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll, I I would tell people like if I know this is a lot, but if you want to know better story of it, to go watch until the light takes us because it's you know it's from that time like you're getting news clippings from from that time, you're getting interview from Varg and stuff like that, you know you get you hear from the horse's mouth essentially because it's coming from them directly. Yeah, so you get to hear all that stuff. Like so, if you want to. If you want to the water best part down about that movie is the fact that Varg is played by a Jewish actor. Yep. <laughs> Varg was uh, really oh, happy Varg. about that one in those YouTube videos that I was watching. Um, so yeah, to, you know, you hear it directly from them. I think it's better that way. So yeah, I actually have uh, I have a movie poster of Lords of Chaos, uh, Brady. Yes. Uh, if I can get it out of the closet, I'll, I'll send you a picture sometime, maybe next week of it all right let's finish this up let's wrap this up by asking cole the all-important question here what's your favorite and that is (laughs) (laughs) what's your favorite birdsome album fog (laughs) uh not birdsome album but the song uh on the end of his like i think third album that's literally just a synth techno out song fucking killer anyway cole (laughs) where does spider-man fall on movie of the year for you and and the most important question of all, does this ending beat Ghostbusters? That is I, need a, good I need to find my list. I need to find I need to go back and find my list. And wait, what'd you say first, Cole? Because you kind of cut out. Yeah. I right. said that is a good question. I think he hasn't thought about it. He hasn't thought about it, it at all. Wait, well, what's the we'll question? Does it beat Ghostbusters or <laughs> I mean, does it beat the ending of Ghostbusters or you don't know where it falls? He doesn't know that either. Um, I don't know where it falls in terms of it. Good. Perfect. Because we got to do a whole episode on best of 2021 anyway. So in terms of it beating the ending of Ghostbusters. Because it is exactly what you wanted. He doesn't. We have we have recordings of you saying this exactly what you wanted was Peter Parker to basically have nothing. Oh no! Yeah, no, I fucking love this ending. I feel like emotionally, I liked the ending of Ghostbusters slightly more, just because they fucking they nailed that so hard. Because you're a fan. 
<laughs> and it's the fact there were instances in both of these movies where they could have shit the bed hard. Especially that that Ghostbusters ending, they could have fucked that up so bad. But so next episode we'll do like our our top ten, whatever. I need to go back and find my list of Cole's top ten. Fuck, I don't know about. We'll just do top movies and we'll do top. We'll do top top five. Five. I don't know about top top five. Yeah, because I don't know about top ten. We'll do top top five. Three honorable mentions. That didn't necessarily make the cut, and I will also want to find a way to put Lord of the Rings in there. I also want to do. It's never not a contention. At least three movies that we saw this year that we just didn't like. Um, Yeah, because honestly, I watched a shit ton of movies that we didn't even talk about on the pod. So, yeah, Um, I'll also talk. Like I'll also, Joe, you and I, I know, could probably talk about albums of the year and shit like that. Although, say let's let's bring up that. I want to do that too. Let's, you know, let's, I don't let's do... like, yeah, we're movie but Joe and I are big album, like record collectors and things like that. And Joe and I also watch movies musically too. Like we check out the score and things like that. Tyler, you're totally welcome to come on to the next episode. I want to hear what you, cause I know you're not watching exactly everything we're watching probably. And I know you said you didn't get to watch a whole lot this year, yeah. but I do want to <laughs> know like stuff. Cause like there's stuff that I missed this year. Like, like I said, the, Netflix released a movie every week this week, every week this yeah. year. <laughs> and I can you, tell you, tell I've you only seen maybe <laughs> one, and that was Red Notice. Nope. I haven't even seen that. <laughs> and the only, reason I, the only reason I saw it was because it had Ryan Reynolds, problematic-ass Gail Gadot in The Rock. Real, oh, real quick, that one. Okay. I didn't see go, it. But... To go on to like the, like we, we watch movies for the music. Right now, the Candyman soundtrack and the Malignant soundtrack were probably my my favorite packaged uh, soundtracks. Because ready, go look them up. They like the covers and everything, phenomenal looking. And that's Are you another, talking like the vinyl, yeah, totally. yeah, the the vinyl package. So speaking of that's Malignant, another, that's another big deal for me because of I'm the not going to give a spoiler away here or anything like that for the next episode. But I was thinking like of mentioning, obviously, we're going to do the next episodes are going to be the top movies of 2021. Uh-huh. And I saw the cover. I saw Malignant's Blu-ray while walking in Target today. And I was like, man, that might be up there. Like, and that's rare for a horror movie. And I'm a horror movie fan. You know that. But it's rare for a horror movie. Like, I can go ahead and spoiler tell you that Halloween Kills, not going to be in the top five. Wow. wow was the malignant cover was it the all black with her, the profile of her face in red and the blade yeah it's down? The, the like <sighs> yeah it's I the love one that. they've used that's the whole such time. a good shot that's such a good like movie poster and stuff like that if um, you haven't yet i implore you guys before our next episode please check out the little things on hbo max i need to watch that movie will do i i i'm gonna rewatch it because i need to rewatch it because I loved it the first time, but like thinking about it, I'm like, what the fuck is this film? I need because to watch the kind of goes nowhere. I need to watch 8 Bit Christmas. You said that was good. 8 okay, Bit last... Christmas is not going to make the top five, but is for sure a top movie of 2021. Last question before we wrap it up with Christmas being this weekend, what holiday movies are we watching? Like, not like for the show, like, what are y'all going to be choosing this weekend? Because you're, I know uh... you're nice. 
Oh, that's a What'd good you one. Say? Eight Crazy Nights. That's a good one. <laughs> they one just my brother vinyl watch me, all the time. Vinyl Me Please just released that on uh, vinyl. Oh, that's really? a technical foul. Yeah. A technical foul. That's a technical foul. <laughs> God, I got to see if I can watch that anywhere because I'll go watch that literally right now. It I was on Netflix for a while. I don't know I if it still is or not. I need to watch Jingle All the Way. I need to do it. I was just about to say Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way, baby. And Gremlins. <gasps> Prime video for free, boy. Oh, right, yeah. See you guys. I'm gonna go watch Eight Crazy Nights. <laughs> All right, this has been movie. No, um, oh, okay. Go ahead. Answer your question. Uh, I will probably this week since it's Christmas week. I will probably the two movies I'll watch. I know I'll watch with my family. Our love actually, and which is so fucking awkward to watch with your family. Because <laughs> Mark, because what's this week's Martin? Um, not Martin. Yeah, Martin Short, the guy who plays Bilbo in the Hobbit movies. Uh, Freeman, yeah, Freeman. Martin Freeman, yes. Martin Short said um, Grimly. Okay, <laughs> Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman plays a standard. He plays a fluffer for a porn star. Baby, and then it's literally like a whole movie. He's just like he's just fluffing for some chick, and he's just like, so what you gonna do for the holiday? <laughs> it's just like a casual conversation. <laughs> And like that seems awkward to watch with your family. I'm just saying, <laughs> but we'll probably watch that, and we'll probably watch uh, Home Alone. Nice, because there's nothing funnier than fucking a tarantula landing on Marv's face, and he's just. <laughs> I watched it the other day. Oh my god, so good! I was I was fucking cracking. I up. want a version of Home Alone. Where they say, "All right, Joe Pesci, this movie's rated R." And he just fucking motherfucker, fucking fucking fucking. That's what my reboot sequel was about. That's so what I was trying to tell you guys last time. He was gonna cuss in that one. It was gonna be great. Tyler, every time he brings up that he wants to reboot or whatever sequelize Home Alone, I tell him just to watch the Saw films because it's literally Kevin McAllister grown up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you next time I practice, Tyler. It'll, it's it's a good story. You'll watch okay. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Want to wrap this up, boys? This has been. No, let's final... do it. No, let I don't want to do it. No. I right, fine. You suck up. <laughs> this this has been your final movieication of 2021. Um, this better be out before out. 21. You got to this weekend. For sure. You got to this weekend. For sure, be out before New Year's. It's got like nine days. I can guarantee that. I will. I'm trying to get it out before Christmas. No guarantee because we are on Christmas Eve, 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 Eve. Make it a Christmas miracle, Mijo. Come on, get it out before then. Um, our 17 listeners need to hear it. Available now. I, I, I want want to. Fuck it, we're doing it live. (laughs) I want to thank all 17 listeners. Throughout the year, I want to thank both Cole and Joe and Tyler Yay. for joining us throughout the year. Well, Tyler for joining us throughout the year, but Cole and Joe for listening to me bitch about Wonder Woman 1984 last year. This time last year, <laughs> bitch about Wonder Woman 1984 and go, you know what? Let's do a podcast Hell because yeah. Wonder Woman 1984 is what kickstarted this whole entire shit show a movie that i actually <laughs> and like. i actually fucking i i i have grown to love cole more over the year 
I've grown to know and love Joe over the year and it's it's been fun. I know we've only made this will be episode 19. I know we've only and like that's good for a first year podcast. I'm happy with everything we've done. I'm happy to see what movies come out next year and to keep going with you guys. Like thank you guys so much like for real. Thank you man. I mean honestly like I said I've been I've been kicking the idea of doing doing a movie pod around for a while, but I didn't want to do it by myself and I didn't know who else to do it with. So the fact that, you know, we were able to do this together and bring in Cole, uh, Cole, you've been a delight, honestly. Like I give you shit all the time, but you've been a fucking delight, buddy. Like, <laughs> you know, you're like, cause for real, bring, dude, like, I know we like get on you all the time, but fuck man. Like <laughs> you're, you're that, you're that, you're that, you're that other side we needed. Cause Brady and I, we you know we agree on a lot of stuff so if you weren't here i i felt like the the pod would get rather stale quickly because it would just be me one-sided it'll be me and brady just jerking each other off with a a green on everything so you know i'm glad that'd be a whole different kind of pod at that point (laughs) um i'm glad glad that you you know you've you've come in and you give your takes and i know you joke around a lot but you're you know you're honest about them and you you really stand behind your takes and stuff like that even though we burn you and call you out, you're like, I don't care. And I appreciate that about you. And of course, Tyler, you know how I'm always appreciative of you, buddy, outside doing the band stuff. Yep. But I'm glad that you've, you've been able to pop on because, you know, you and I have similar tastes, but different from, I guess, what would say Brady and I. So I feel like you're a good hey, Tyler, man. Like any time, like you're officially, unofficially a part of this show. So like anytime, like you may not want to be on it every week. And I understand that, but like anytime there's a movie that's out, but like you absolutely want to talk about, tell Joe, tell us fucking, we'll make it work. Sounds good. You thank you all for having me on here. You fill out the screen. So it works out too. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) You make sense. And I'd like to thank me for everything that I do for this podcast. Tyler, buddy. Tyler. Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Man, bitches, Spider Man, bitches. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Movie of the year. Movie of the year. Movie of the year. <laughs> All right, oh guys. shit, dude! You know, you know, fucking January like fifteenth. Cole's gonna hit that group chat with Movie of the Year. <laughs> When scream drops. God, he's a, Movie he's a, of the year. He's gonna be wearing the ghost face mask and everything. Oh, you got anything to say, boy? Yeah, I just Brady. I want to thank you for like you know, first of all, inviting me to do to do the podcast in the first place. Hey, man, you were the first person I thought of. Yeah, and I know we had been wanting to. We had talked about doing a podcast together for years now. Like when when you had your old uh, movie podcast, you tried to get me on then, and it just never worked out. But um. Well, also to think about it back then, Zoom, well, I'm sure it was a thing, but like it wasn't a thing. You know what I mean? We're like, actually going over to people's houses to record and shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but in like Joe said, like I've wanted to like, you know, do a podcast for ages. I just never had anybody to do it with. So, you know, this has been a lot of fun. I will tell uh, you, it's not easy doing a podcast on your own. Oh, yeah. No, I can imagine. Um, but it's been great getting to know you better. Like we've known each other for, you know, well over a day, probably 15 years now at this point. But, but 15 close to 20, probably at this point, man, to be honest with you. Yeah. It feels like a lifetime, no matter what. I mean, that's just what, yeah. you know, camp it's, does to you. It's been great getting to know you better. 
And then Joe, it's been, man, it's been an honor meeting, you know, meeting you this year and getting to know you. And I give you shit for Lord of the Rings, man. But I, you know, I love talking to you and, you know, he fucking loves the hobbits, bro. <laughs> Cole, you are a hobbit. I don't understand why you hate them so much. It's like you can, you can identify as a hobbit. Joe, Joe, for real though, after I, like, after I finished the Harry Potter series, I was like, what the fuck do I watch? And the next suggestion was Lord of the Rings. I was like, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna watch lord of the rings next year i, don't know I promise i promise say. the audience okay i promise the audience and joe himself 2022 we will spend three episodes covering right, yeah, lord of the rings films <laughs> three episodes for we'll one do- for one film then we'll do the next one for three more episodes. No, we'll do we'll do the original trilogy, like the original trilogy, because I'm not gonna fucking watch those Hobbit. Here's movies. the I'll first movie. Right no, we don't we don't have to do the Hobbit. We can and just here's do Lord of the Rings. Second movie. Are you ready for the third movie? <laughs> we're we're gonna do bigger and better things fucking next day. year, boys. We're gonna have fun. I I'm you know what? Fuck it. I'm down to do a Lord of the Rings trilogy episode series. It is yeah, decided. I'll Why do the it hell too. not? It's about time. <laughs> it I'm... is decided. We'll throw Indiana Jones in there too. I've never seen those, so let's do it. Oh, that'd be fun. Wait, what? You didn't know? I feel like I've told you this before. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he said it before. Yeah, I've never seen. No. It yeah, he I saw said a it. Part of the third. I, I, I swear. I'm pretty sure he what? said that. I bet you he's in a Love Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I bet oh, he's. We're not one. watching that one. I bet we're he's not watching that one. one. <laughs> I swear you've like quoted Indiana Jones before, bro. Maybe well, by I mistake. Have, but I probably quoted a lot of shit I've never seen because I do that. Oh my god! Well, honestly, I would, I would love to watch rewatch Indiana Jones because I haven't seen those movies. Speaking of Indiana Jones, real quick, did you? I just like I was watching a TikTok earlier of that scene of Kylo Ren going. At the end, when he pulls the blue lightsaber out in uh, Rise of Skywalker, uh-huh. and someone's like, "Like father, like son," because there's a scene in uh, I think it's Jedi, where oh, yeah. Han Solo's yeah. like standing yeah. in Endar, and yeah. he's just like, "Yeah." I was yeah. like, "Man, that's a great callback. Like it's great subtle, callback. but it's great." Well, but then there was also like a, a, a thirsty Ray where she's fighting in the throne room with Kylo Ren, and she grabs his thigh. <laughs> We'll definitely touch more older movies n- next year because I feel like we've been yeah, we did we, let's do we've been predominant kind rewind episode, dude. Yeah, Fargo was see, such a good episode like we did Fargo. That yeah. was the only one we did. We need. I had more. so much fun editing that fucking like staticky ass picture that we used. Yeah, to. we'll we'll definitely be doing more of those. And of course, like Tyler, did I ever tell you how I did that fucking introduction for that show? I was trying to find like a uh, like a foley sound essentially. Mm-hmm. for a vcr starting up and like a tape going and all that could not find it for the life of me so i literally took my phone because i have a bunch of vhs's mm-hmm. and a vcr and i literally just recorded a video of me popping in a tape and like fast forwarding it and then popping yes. it back out just so you had that foley sound and i was like it took me like a good probably like 25 minutes to do because I had to pick the right tape because I didn't want to use one of my good ones. I had to use a shitty one just yeah. in case something went wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, dude. It was so fun to make. Very nice. And then I had to find like the perfect like Be Kind Rewind static like VHS label for the post and all that. Very nice. Speaking of, have you guys ever seen Be Kind Rewind? I was just no. about to say we need to do a Be Kind Rewind on Be Kind Rewind because that's a 
fantastic movie. Joe, have you never seen it? I haven't seen it. That's the one with Jack Black, right? Yes. Yeah, in Mo's no. Death. I never saw that one, but I, I, I remember when it came out. I never saw it, but I did want to see it when it came out. I want to say I've seen it once, but it was... Look, man, I cry a lot. That movie makes me cry. <laughs> we'll definitely cover that. Let's wrap this up. We've been trying to wrap this up for like 10 minutes now. We're doing the oh, typical let's, Mexican... Let's keep it going. We're doing the typical Hispanic <laughs> goodbye. Yet no, we we're, giving it, it, yet. we're giving it 15 different endings. Like Lord of the, Shut like up. Three. What are y'all doing for Christmas? <laughs> Uh, well. IOC family, unfortunately. <laughs> Fun. All right, guys. What's this Christmas been... like in Texas, though? For real? Like, y'all hot down hot. there? What's, what's going on? It's yeah. 80 degrees. What's the it's temperature? 80, it's 80 degrees. No Are snow. you serious? Yeah. Yep. It's going to be 80 degrees this, this weekend. It was like Bro, 55 ju- yesterday. We, and now in it's Georgia, 80. we just hit our like 40s, like mid 40s. So, like this week, it all of a sudden just got cold. But, like, literally all of December and everything, it's been fucking like 65, 70. And I'm like trying to wear this, you know, long sleeve shirt out there. And I get out there, I'm like, should have worn a short sleeve, I guess. Like, yeah, no, yeah. It, it'll, be 80, it'll be 80 degrees this weekend. And Honestly, I'm okay with it because our fucking power grid sucks and we can't have another freeze anyway. We're sort of we're gonna turn back to the ice age. Dude, I want that just for the days off. <laughs> what about Florida, <laughs> what about Florida uh, down there, Cole? It just hit it was like around 50, 60 or so today. It's whatever the mouse wants it to be, all right. <laughs> and it was it was pretty cold today. It's cold in Florida. Uh, yeah. All right, it's cold well, there in like March. <laughs> Merry holidays. (laughs) Merry Chrysler. Happy Honda Days. Merry Chrysler. Enjoy Enjoy Toyota Ton. Happy whatever. Festivus for the rest of us. We will see you guys in the new year. Bye. 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 I am so vindicated. I am selfish. I am